This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Woo! Friday! Doesn't feel like Friday for some weird reason, but I'm taking it. That's because of the rain. That's the big story. Rain. Story done. It's ridiculous. What's Everywhere. Going What's going on here, man? Okay, let's get to it. I'm going to bounce around a little bit this morning because there's a lot of stories that are not related to each other, and that's that's okay. We'll do it. All right, first, uh, Megan Kelly did a... She is... I got to tell you something. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that she's got a bigger audience than she had on Fox News or NBC on Sirius XM. I don't know the numbers over at Sirius XM, uh, but I hope she's doing really well because she deserves to be uh, out there in the biggest platform possible. And she's got bigger cojones than most dudes I know, so. She does. And she, and she's so damn good, man. She's very smart. Yeah, so um, it's about George Floyd. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Next to climate change, this is perhaps the biggest scam ever perpetrated on the American people. That's that's me talking now, but she's going to tell you all about it and why. There's some two things happening. There's a movie coming out, it's a documentary, The Fall of Minneapolis, and it takes on the entire. It's not just about Minneapolis. It takes on the entire media complex and how they totally lied to you. And this was all political. It really was. And I I know that some people will never be convinced otherwise because they they bought into the whole thing and it fulfills them as having a. Purpose and you feel like you're really fighting for the black man when indeed you're fighting for corrupt media and a story that was fake. So, uh, follow Minneapolis. Megan, take it away. Today we have two people who have spent years researching, interviewing key players, and uncovering major details about the Floyd story that you have not seen before and for a reason. They've been hidden from you by people in positions of authority who knew the truth but didn't want you to. Our guests today have uncovered failures of political leaders, shifting narratives, and they've highlighted the brutal treatment of the Minnesota Minneapolis police force, of the police force, not by the cops, what was done to them during this troubling time in America and the fallout at the trial of Derek Chauvin. Now... Chauvin got the shaft. He did. How could you say that? You were alive when that was going on. It's racism and he was a corrupt police. Calm down. I mean, he is a POS, but that doesn't mean he's a murderer. Actually, I don't know the guy. And from what I heard this week of him, what he said from jail, 
I'm changing my mind about whether he's a POS or not. And I'm going you, by past things that have been documented. Okay, okay. But that's fine, and that's what most people are doing, and that's okay. I did it. When this all happened, I, w- I probably lost my mind on the air. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But now everything... They're getting so good at lying to you that even the people that are looking out for this stuff, like myself, all the time can be fooled. And I feel like I've been fooled. Totally. Everything we saw was was manipulated. And this is what this is about. Liz Collins is, was like, she's like the, um, who's the biggest anchor in town here, Smoke? Oh, um, geez, I don't know. Beth Bruce Swall from News 13 is very popular. Well, you got also the tall guy that looks a lot like, uh, like uh, Josh Hawley. What's his name? Austin. Matt Austin. Oh, Matt Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, yeah. yeah. Ginger Liz Collins in Minneapolis was the biggest anchor in Minneapolis. She since left her anchor job. Um, she's married to the uh, police union chief there. She uh, wrote this book. It's called They're Lying, The Media, The Left, and the Death of George Floyd. And when I started reading part of this book and I started watching part of the film The Fall of Minneapolis, I realized everything that we saw was controlled from the very beginning. It Always really was. Now, here is uh, Megan Kelly with Liz Collins talking about some of the basics. Uh, that this narrative that was concocted of seven, eight, nine minutes that, you know, it became the, this mantra, but nobody talks about the 36 seconds that passed before Thomas Lane calls for an EMS, for, for an ambulance. And we still, yeah. to this day, think that if they would have just been honest with these body camera videos from the very beginning, we clearly would not be here having this having this conversation but but they hit all of this including that conversation that the officers have about mrt the maximal restraint technique again something we're told the very next day this is not something they recognize this is not a part of training um and they were saying that very early on and we noticed that the the uh, training manuals the two pages that address this mrt just disappeared um offline and we have quite a bit about that in in the book uh, Mm -hmm. as well they were manipulating this case uh from the very beginning I vetted all of this. So I went back in and I read the stories. These are the stories that didn't make it anywhere because nobody wanted you to know them. Uh, two pages out of the police training manual. Can you imagine this? Were taken out of the book. Now, so loosely, they took them out of the book in the entire Minneapolis Police Department. It's the restraint that uh, Chauvin used on George the knee Floyd. On the neck? Is that yeah, what it is? That's what it was. Okay. They took immediately, immediately after George Floyd died, they didn't even wait for the protest. They took those two pages out of the book and then, in public, denied that that was part of the training process. Wow. That came out last week, thanks to Liz Collins. Also, two weeks ago, you remember the toxicology report actually came out. Yeah. George Floyd was saying he can't breathe while he was standing up before he was cuffed. Then he said he couldn't breathe when he was in the police car. So the, all this BS that he was saying he can't breathe when he was on the ground, which he was, but that was already established as a condition he had. You know why? According to the toxicology report, he had more than enough fentanyl to kill himself in his system. So, and that's what killed him. He killed himself with an overdose of fentanyl. But anyway, Liz Collins here, who's married to the police union chief, uh, when this all went down and she started speaking the truth at her job, she was told to shut up a million times. Mm. Then people, protesters, made a pinata of her and her husband and started beating it on the street and threatening her with violence. Why? Because she told the truth? Because she told the truth. So, yeah. So now you're connecting the dots here. Here's the trailer of the fall of Minneapolis movie that opens this weekend. Here we go. It started out as a lot of people gathering, which is your First Amendment right. But it quickly changed. Each day, it, it just compounded. 
The first day it was like a thousand feet. The next day it was 4,000 feet. And then the day after that, 10,000 people. The heart's racing right now, talking about this. They throw rocks and bricks and firebombs. I'm like, what is going on? Where do I live right now? What'd you think of this plan to surrender the precinct? No way. No way. They're not going to do that. You can't just give up a precinct. Sent a strong message that they're in control. They're still in control to this day. Now, remember one thing. The purpose of government for government, not us, the purpose of government originally was to protect us from, uh, you know, other countries attacking us and, you know, protecting our safety. No, the government's uh, whole purpose now is to divide us, the oppressed, from the oppressor. That's how they come in. Remember that thing you mentioned last week, yeah, Smoke, about you coming in the riding in the white horse? and That way you don't realize that, you know, they're the ones taking half of your paycheck and spending it on stupid stuff. You know, because if you realize that the government's actually taking advantage of you, well, you can't have that because there's more of us than there is of them. So in order to keep you quiet and complacent, it's like, well, we got to have them fight against each other. That way no one's looking at us. Now, remember the story I did yesterday about the firefighter? He wasn't actually a firefighter. He would go to the back of the house. Actually, he was a firefighter. He'd go to the back of the house, set the fire, yeah. and then get in his car, put his firefighter stuff on, and get in the front and save somebody from the house that he lit on fire. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing to you. Liz Collins explains that in this new book, and she was on with Megan Kelly. Here's just a little bit There's more. One thing that people can take away from this case, it's that we can't be um, so quick to judge. Don't let the mob control. Don't let the media manipulate you. Uh, we are smarter than this as, as a human race, I think. Um, you know, and question, question these, these things, and, that, and that's what the message that, that he seemed to, to want to share. I've told the story a few times now on the show, but just quickly, my fourth grade daughter, then fourth grade daughter, was in a Tony New York private school at this time, and the teachers handed out a Newzilla article on Chauvin's um, case, and he had just been convicted, and the girls read up some facts, and they said, the, the teacher stood up and said, there's a massive problem in America with police killing black men. And one of the girls raised her hand and said, well, wasn't George Floyd resisting arrest? And the teacher said, they always blame the victim. And then my daughter said, well, wasn't George Floyd on a lot of drugs? And the teacher said, this conversation is making me uncomfortable and I'm shutting it down right now. Megan Kelly, 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 Megan Kelly. Thank God for Megan Kelly, right? Fourth graders had more sense than the teacher did. See, people want to do that when the argument doesn't go their way and they get disproven in the midst of the argument by, I don't know, facts, then they want to immediately stop having the conversation. Jill, this is making me uncomfortable. I'm going to shut this down right now. (laughs) This should make you uncomfortable. She could be president at (gasps) any moment. No. Just think about that. One little stroke, one little, you know, fall. Upstairs again. And hits his head, and this is our president. So this is the New York Times. So I just want you to, you know, it's the New York Times. This guy, Ested Herndon, of course. Mm. You know he's wearing an ascot. Yes, of uh, course. Ested Herndon <laughs> from New York City has a podcast called The Run-Up. Okay. Uh, he's everything that they love. And his interview is 99.9% friendly, of course. I mean, you know, these are their heroes, Kamala Harris. And uh, he asked one question where Kamala was flummoxed. Is that a good word? That flummoxed. is a good word. Flummoxed, flummoxed or flummoxed? Flummoxed. Flummoxed, okay. She's puzzled. 
She's puzzled. And I'm puzzled as to why he asked the question. Was he trying to get a job at, I don't know, was he trying to move up from his little podcast? I don't know. But here it is. It's all about, hey, did Joe Biden pick you simply because you were black? Oh, no though, way. Even, no, he didn't say it in those words, even though you really didn't qualify. But I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Par- paraphrasing here. But this is in the context of this interview. He might as well have said that just like that. But he didn't listen. Um, another thing in 2020 was obviously those things were happening at the time that Biden was making his selection for running May. And I was reading stories at that time that was basically saying very clearly, you know, the time story Harry Reid says that, you know, he came to the decision that he needed to choose a black woman. While that is obviously about you, that's not necessarily you personally, but your identity. How should it matter? Does it matter? that that narrative has existed, that Biden needed to choose someone or who, who was a black person? And should it matter? I don't think I understand your question. I'm saying, does it matter that that kind of narrative around Biden needed to choose a black woman as a running mate still exists and has hovered over that selection? Or is I, it, it happened. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I understand you. I, I honestly don't understand your question. I bet not. I'm saying, did that put Has you it difficult... lingered? It, yeah, did that He put... chose a black woman. That woman is me. <laughs> so I, I don't know that anything lingers about what he should choose. He has chosen. He asked me to join him on the ticket. I guess I was... I can move on. <laughs> she didn't understand, and he was like, you're an idiot. Let's just keep going. Okay. You know what? Well, I give up. And right after that interview, of course, because Senator LaFonza Butler, Democrat of California, only listens to the run-up podcast with arterial sclerosis or whatever his name is. Why couldn't he just say, look, people think that you were only chosen because you're a black woman and you have a vagina. What do you think about that? Uh, well, uh, we did it, Joe. So uh, this Senator LaFonza Butler of California, who probably thinks that she just turned on Fox News, said, it's incredibly disrespectful to ask a question like that. Why? And the thing that makes it more disrespectful is that we're talking about a historic vice president who has been a high-quality partner and an asset to our country. High really? Quality? She's been a high-quality asset? You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> I'm not going to go into a Kamala Harris uh, montage. We love to do it, but I'm going to restrain myself today. Uh. So I'm, I'm not going to display her brilliance and her high-quality Qualityness on this show today. I would love for somebody to interview her and then play a Kamala Harris montage to her of herself and ask, do you have any comments? Yeah, she would see say, what she says. I, I don't understand. It's just me talking smart stuff. <laughs> you suck, you jackass. <laughs> I love that. All right. Smoke, you got your little uh, Marlon Brando voice ready? Uh, of course I do, Richard. Of course I do. The FBI has been digging for bodies. Two separate upstate New York ha- horse farms, of why course. Would, why would they Of course do that? it's a horse farm. In connection to an ongoing federal investigation into the Gambino crime family over here. Yeah. That's terrible. Federal, federal authorities arrived at the properties on Hampton Road in Goshen and on Hamptonburg Road in Campbell Hall on Tuesday and spent Wednesday searching the grounds. They, they descended upon the Orange County farms located just five miles apart after tipster said bodies were bur- buried on the property. The activities related to the federal investigation into the Cambino crime family and the people they offed. Really? Yeah, both farms were formerly owned by Giovanni Di Lorenzo, (laughs) who has the same surname as one of the 10 alleged mafiosos from the Gambino crime family, and this was the one that was in charge of, you know, disposing of 
the evidence. Gotcha. You gotta make gotcha. sure it's not found again. Not in the face, okay? Not in the face, Tony. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Yes, moving on. What's the next story? Right? I guess Target has not learned their lesson. Of course they haven't. Let's uh, let's they switch. They never even think to call me Godfather. Let's switch the mood up here to oh. Happy Christmas and Merry Christmas. Where's my theme music? The hell? This is like the devil's Christmas music. Jill, it's Jingle Bells. What's wrong with you? It's the Hallmark Channel right From now. From hell. <laughs> Yes, Target has not learned its lesson. The retailer has a range of Christmas decorations. Oh, but not the ones you like. No, these aren't the ones. Well, somebody might like them. Maybe the LGBTQZ, LMNOP, QRST minus divided by the formula theorem of E equals X. (laughs) We're talking Santa Clauses with pride flag hats, wearing rainbow belts. Comes after the company suffered all those losses. We're talking billions of dollars during Pride Month for putting all those strap-on things out there. So now they've outdone themselves. One person responded to the post, Wow, just now, you would think they would have learned their lesson by this time. When will companies finally start to realize, go woke, go broke? A number of items includes all kinds of things. We got uh, a black Santa, which is fine. Yes. Black Santa, I've seen a million times. But this black Santa has a pride flag and he's in a wheelchair. Wait, what? These people... Does, does everything have to be everything to everyone? It's like they've jumped a shark. It's this like, is a, okay. This is a mental illness. You, they, these people sob before they go to sleep. In their dreams, they dream about just just horrible stuff, and then they wake up sobbing, and then they go to work, and they sob in their coffee. Yeah. And then they walk by the, the display that says, uh, you know, are you tr- are you a boy or a girl t-shirts, and, well, and they keep one, sobbing. This one in particular is a nutcracker. It's a black nutcracker holding the trans pride flag with a rainbow hat, but and then it's Wait, next what? to but then it's next to a unicorn nutcracker, next to a dog nutcracker, and it's uh let's see what else do they have? Um It goes on and on. There's a I can't tell what this is. It's got it's blue and it's got white hair. I don't know what that is. Uh but yeah, they're trying to have all inclusive nutcrackers. They're all the nutcrackers though. Target is still. Oh, there's there's the black sand in the wheelchair. I can't. Okay. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> you know, people. can you pander any harder? I, I really think it's Don't gone tell beyond. Me there's any North Pole. I mean, shirts. there's in in Target's defense, there next to it are the white Santas in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Well, where's the Asian Santas in a wheelchair? All right. Target is still facing facing backlash from August for uh, stocking a book by the New York Times bestselling children's author Eric Garan called Bye Bye Binary, which is about a revolutionary baby who refuses to conform to the gender binary and instead chooses toys, colors, and clothing that make them happy. Because babies know what that is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. As an adult, if you want to do your thing... Do it, man. Nobody's stopping you. Nobody's mad at you for it. But do you have to make the toddler do the same thing you're doing? Can you let them find their own way and then decide when they become older how they want to do and who they want to do? It's like, remember the mom that had her newborn and she was like, guess what? My baby's gay. Like, how do you know? My baby's gay. I'm like, your baby doesn't even know where its hand is. What are you talking about? (laughs) Your kids never tried a lemon. How do you think? I know. New study just came out. Men will deliberately lose a game of miniature golf to keep their partner happy. Is it, Or is it because they don't care about winning miniature golf because it's not a man's sport? New research from the North China University of Science and Technology is found in competitions like Jenga, mini golf, Connect Four. Men are happy to let their partners win. Not in my household. My husband does not like losing to me. No, my girlfriend will not 
lose. She's big Capricorn, so she has to win. Oh, yeah. No, if I beat oh, my bad. husband at Top Golf, pool, bowling, Jenga, you name it, it's like a. It's a, it's a grump fest for a little while. Really? And then my dad will egg him on because my dad likes to bust his balls. He'll be like, no, I forget. Do you like losing to your wife or not? And then Harold will curse in Spanish. You suck, you <laughs> jackass. <laughs> and finally, social media uh, sleuths were left baffled over an eerie Google Street View image that appeared to depict a nearly naked floppy armed creature in Utah. Did you, Did you see it? Yeah. It looks like a naked, inflatable, flailing, flying tube man, like at a car dealership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see, not to change the subject, but did you see a sample of the new Google uh, Maps that is coming out soon? Oh, no, AI. you were telling me about that, the AI one? It, it is Sims. It's Sims. I'm telling you, it's even better than Sims. You can actually dive into your into any street you want, and you're in the street. You, you don't have to go on vacation anymore. Well, maybe we already did that a while ago, and you've been living in the Google Maps sim your entire life. You know, I can't when you bring stuff like that up. It's It's too scary. mm. Anyway, the image showed the critter with a long, like Jill said, long limbs, seemingly sprinting across a field like an insta-teller, somebody from out of space, (laughs) near the Bears Visitor Center in a town of Buff. Were you trying to say interstellar? It's not in the interstellar. Uh, the naked guy is in the town of Buff. Did somebody do it on purpose? Because it doesn't look yeah. like a real person. It Yo, looks like a claymation character. Here's probably what happened. The guy is, the Google car's coming to town. Jethro peels out of his clothes, goes running out into the front yard, and the Google car's not stopping. It's no, just it going because it's Buff middle of nowhere. So it goes past him, and he's trying to run to catch up, and it catches the photo, but he's blurred while he's running, and it's stretching the image. Maybe. You know when you do a panoramic photo and somebody moves and it stretches their head? Yeah. Okay. Probably like that. Okay. You ruined it for me. I wanted to think he was an instant stellar Interstellar naked guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love using Google Street View, but you know what I like more? Seeing naked people. Now you can do both with new Google Strip View. Yes, just type in your address and we'll find you the nearest naked person. That's our promise. Oh, nice. Let me just type in my address. Finding naked people now. Locating. Locating. There is a naked guy running down 3rd Street. <laughs> Hilarious. You'll love Google Strip View. Finding more naked people now. Locating. There is a nudist colony six miles from your current address. Wow. Honey, what are you doing in there? Nothing, just Googling. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. So I'm brought to you by All Electric Services. Oh, yeah. So Thanksgiving is next week. Martha Stewart was on the Kelly Clarkson show the other day, and she said she's canceling Thanksgiving. Nine guests canceled because somebody got sick. Oh, no. So I decided, I called up my, my chef friend, and I said, we're not doing Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I've also cooked like 14 turkeys already for my TV show. Yeah, so she said no more. She said Thanksgiving in general, I'm canceling it this year. I'm over the whole turkey thing. Uh, so, yeah, since one person got sick, nine people canceled. And so she was like, forget it. I'm not even doing it this year. 14 turkeys. I mean, I can oh. imagine. I always wonder the behind the scenes of like those food shows when they have the the start, the middle, and the end of all of the food. It's like, that has to be an astronomical amount of food. Do you think she's really cooking any of that? I don't think she's doing any of that. No, she has her helpers do it. Yeah. Well, that's why she said my chef friend. She told you that. No, no, but that, that, that means she has a staff of 20, you of know. Of course she has a staff of 20. She's Martha freaking Stewart. No. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, yeah. But I would I mean, have a staff, She's making too. it sound like she did so much hard work and, you know. But you know what's funny is I'm seeing more and more videos. I saw somebody put something up the other day, and they said, why are we doing turkey? I mean, I know why we initially did turkey, but why are we still doing turkey? Turkey is the least favorable of all of the birds. Yeah. Nobody really wants to eat the turkey. It always comes oh, out dry. We should do duck. You could do whatever you want. It's I your love Thanksgiving. Duck. Do I, whatever you want. I'm not doing anything. But I, know, I, but I mean, did you ever find out where you're going? I had a bunch of people. I tell ask you, I'm me. going to city limits. That's like a karaoke bar. It's not a karaoke. There's no karaoke. What is it? I thought you said it's you a did bar. Karaoke. It's it's got outside bouncy houses inside. It's like a, a singing thing. There's bands and drinking. I don't think they're gonna ban on Thanksgiving night, but uh, that's yeah. where you're bringing the toddlers for Thanksgiving. They got bouncy house. They love okay. it there. They okay. love this dirt. They're three boys. There's dirt <laughs> at the website. There's dirt and, and grass they, and bugs. They're and, fine. Yeah, oh, yeah there's this a, is good. There's they a bocce ball a court that's the balls are all covered in dirt. Bocce balls are fine. Have you ever played it? Yeah. So they're going to have a lot of fun. Okay. Well, there you go. No, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you in on why we're going there. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to meet my um, my grandson on my side for the first time. He's like probably, i got to say he's about 10. Okay. I've never met him. So, but uh, but he was adopted. Okay. And from this family. And this family's very, very conservative. Okay. Super. I mean, they make us look like like I'm at Harvard yelling from the river to the <laughs> sea, right? And they like the dad wears a bow tie. Uh-huh. And, yeah. So and they're super uber religious. Okay. So that's why we're going to that place. It's a bar in the middle of a orange grove. Oh, you're doing it on purpose. With, yeah, with, well, you know, I just want to see him squirm. Oh. <laughs> well, that seems Is nice that to do on a holiday. Well, I mean, you know, I just I don't know. I don't know. You know what we should do this holiday? Make family feel uncomfortable. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> no, I just think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. All right. So I figured if I talked about Martha Stewart, I have to talk about her best friend Snoop Dogg. Of course you do, this. her supplier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the other day that he is not going to smoke anymore. What? Go on. Uh, yeah, in a tweet that was time stamped, I think it was 1159. 
last night or yesterday morning. Yeah. He said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please, no. res- please respect my privacy at this time. At one point... It was believed that he was smoking between, I guess, 75 and 150 joints a day. Nobody can smoke that much. Smoke. Well, That's no, Mike lot. Tyson smoked a lot. How much did Mike Tyson smoke? Well, they had one burning all the time in his studio that he had. So the announcement, obviously, a lot of people were like, is it April Fool's Day? What's going on? Yeah, is this it was, a prank? Yeah, yeah. That's what? All- no way. Sakes. That's what he says. I mean, you got to take a break every once in a while. Let your tolerance calm down. No, he says he's quitting. Quit. Yeah, he said giving up smoke. So I don't he, know for how long, but... going to be him. drinking that Corona for a lot. Whew, man. Watch, he starts getting all angry and belligerent now. I told you I have his cookbook, right? <laughs> Do you have his cookbook? It's really good. You have the Snoop Dogg cookbook? Mm-hmm. Doesn't everything have cannabis in it? No. Yeah, it's my Crip cookies. It's just his uh, recipes. His mac and cheese recipe is really, really good. It's his mother's. What's in it? Hemp? What's in it? No, it's just mac, mac and cheese. I'll bring the book in. You well, can see it. What's the point of having a smoke uh, Snoop smoke book or book cookbook if you can't uh, uh, smoke weed book. in it? Why can't you talk? Maybe you need to smoke some pot. <laughs> no, I already did. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> it's not a uh, pot cookbook. It's not like an edibles cookbook. It's just a regular cookbook. Yeah, but still, you can throw some weed in there. Yeah, but I don't it's for think when you're hungry. No, it's he's weird. Got, he's got like a ham recipe. He's got a salads in there. He's got mac and cheese. He's got breakfast recipes. It's interesting. I forget what it's called. It's, it's very called strange. mac and chisel. Well, we, he didn't write it. Oh no, it, that's so. how when you read the the excerpts are the funniest part. When you read the title of the recipe mm-hmm. and then you read the excerpt of like how his grandmother gave, but it's written in Snoop Dogg talk, yeah. and it's hilarious to read. I, I found he it wrote a very, it. No. I'm sure he had a ghost. Martha probably helped him write it. She has a no, zillion cookbooks. She didn't do anything. She didn't help him. Yeah, do she anything. doesn't write anything. She's. A, they're both millionaires. They don't do anything. You think he's rolling those hundred joints a day? No. You think he's got an assistant that does it for him? Yes. I'm the Snoop Dogg. Uh, Look, okay. doobie roller. Prime example. Look at Rick. Yeah, Rick Man can't do even cut his own paper. Just kidding. <laughs> and that's Rick Stacy. Now imagine you're Snoop Dogg or Martha Stewart. She ain't cutting her own paper. She sure as heck ain't writing her own cookbooks. I got to be honest. If I was Martha Stewart, I wouldn't either. No. I mean, you got a whole line at Kmart if they're still around. You I don't like do anything. doing, I like, I actually enjoy cooking, but I would love for someone to prep it for me and clean it up for me and then let me do the fun well, part. Well, you might as between. well just let them cook it for you, too. <laughs> Maybe you can walk by the stove every few minutes and just go, oh, I'm cooking that. I don't trust everybody to do it for me. Like, it's like my family members, yes, but other people, if someone said, why don't you sit down? I'll do this. I'd be like, mm, better not. I'll do it. It's you one know. of those, uh, you know, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Kind of complexes. It's funny you you invited me to the your little get together coming I did. up, and uh, I go to Taylor. I was like, "Hey, I know I mentioned this, but do you, you want to go?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What should we bring?" And then Jill immediately texts back like, "I'm gonna have this, 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 and this." And I'm like, "Maybe what do I what do I bring now?" <laughs> you can bring whatever you want to. I got you guys each a pair of underwear from the good. <laughs> And now, live from New York, David Letterman. I enjoyed the David Letterman show. I have well, to be when, he was, when he was funny, yeah. Yeah, I oh, liked it. That's great, Dave. So, David Letterman's returning to the Late Show for the first time, well, since he left. Congratulations, Dave. Right and now, now, the top 10 list. I always thought he was funny. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert is what it is now, so David is going to be his guest on Monday night. So technically, he's not returning as the host, but it would be really nice. He was the first host of The Late Show. Started back in uh, 93, or he left NBC in 93, and then Jay Leno came on. I liked Jay Leno, too. Was there anybody you didn't like? I still like Johnny Carson the best, not because I'm an old fart, just because yeah. I Isn't thought Johnny he's... Johnny Carson the... That's Tonight the Tonight Show. show. This he's is The Late Show. Oh, The Late Show. I don't Wait, know. I can't, can't keep track of all that. Yeah. 
Um, Who was Conan on? The Late Late Show. No, no, that's Craig Ferguson. I know, but he, Conan was first, right? Right. To do the Late Late Show, and yeah. that was Craig Ferguson? Yo, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because then Conan had his own He left to go to Conan TBS. Show. Now, here he is, David Letterman. Yeah. The show was produced pretty well, too. That was a great show. I liked it. All right, we got to go. I have a recap and uh, some some new updates on this whole Will Smith oh salaciousness. Oh, man. All right, I opened it. Um, oh, that's not it. Uh, that sounds like it. Now, what happened? What happened? I don't know. You crossed something out. I crossed Oh, here it is. Out? Here it is. Here it is. And now it's time for Will Smith facts. Will Smith has no intestines. Will Smith <laughs> moonlights as an Uber driver. Will Smith has an artificial leg. Will Smith was seen French kissing a badger. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are actually the same person. Get all your Will Smith facts right here on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. So Will Smith feels like he's a target of a smear campaign following these accusations. If you don't remember yesterday, um, his former assistant, brother Bilal, claimed to have caught Will in an intimate moment with Dwayne Martin. Intimate moment. <laughs> All right, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room, and that's when I see Dwayne and having sex with Will. Whoa. Let me process that for a second. There was a couch, and um, Will was bent over on the couch, and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. It was murder in there. <laughs> so Will is said to be looking for some sort of legal action. You know what's funny is Jada said they were suing too. Jada was on with Charlemagne the God. Okay. Yeah. It's ridiculous, right? Um, and it's nonsense. And this is a person that tried a, a shakedown, a money shakedown that didn't work. We're going to take legal action. Because it's one thing to have your opinion about somebody versus just making up salacious, malicious stories. Mm -hmm. So that's actionable. So we're going to roll with that. You know what's funny is I, was, I watched this video of her interview with Charlemagne. And it's a shame she's such a terrible person. She's probably one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. I mean, her skin is perfect. Her oh, body, yeah. she's just gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Jada? Physically, she's gorgeous. Oh no, I think she looked like an alien. I just think her face is so beautiful, and I look at her, I'm like, God, it's a shame you're such a crappy human because you're so pretty. Um, but she did come out and say, after all of this. And after Will says he feels like he's a target of a smear campaign, then she tries to, and I understand they try to have each other's back, even though they're not together. She and said she's mean to him? She's terrible to him. But then she goes, oh, Will thinks this is funny. He's just laughing it off. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Would you think it's funny? I wouldn't. Oh. I mean, I don't know that I'd care, but if it wasn't true, why would you care? But if it's true, then you panic because you're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Him. I don't know. Maybe it's a good approach to, uh, maybe it is true, and he's just, that's a good approach to just laugh it off. And then, I guess paparazzi caught up with her, and they said, what are you planning on doing? And she said, oh, we're suing. Mm -hmm. So, I guess they're going to sue. What are they going to get? The ones a podcast are Tasha, and, the, and this guy, Dwayne's not, it doesn't have any money. If anybody needs to be sued, it's her. Yeah, Will she Smith was a nice, good, clean-cut young man, she and she him. just ruined him. But let me ask you a question. No judgment zone. Do you think it's true? Yeah, it's a tough one, but... Uh-uh-uh. No, we're not going to do any of this. Well, I don't know, because I'm not a lawyer. Give me your opinion. Do you think it's true? It's not about legal thing. It's just... I don't think... If, if it is true, he didn't start that way. I think she pushed him that way. Oh, Jada? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, you know think what? about that. that. You're married to that lady your whole life. You ain't going to switch teams. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now this is a story all about how about me being gay got spread around. And I'd like to take a minute because this isn't fair how I got caught with Dwayne Martin and our asses were bare. <laughs> Oh, damn. On a set of fresh princes where we played and messed around and everyone said we were gay. Calling out hate and attacking not cool and that's why me and Jada are gonna sue. Then brother Bilal, who was up to no good, started saying we rubbing each other's wood. I slapped Chris Rock, now his hair is impaired, but I still keep hearing that I'm the gay prince of Bel Air. It happened one time, then it happened another. The rumor started spreading like peanut butter. Yo, any other time, you know I would not care, but I thought I liked seeing that butt in the air. <laughs> we tried to cover it up, but it was too late. So I called up Bilal, yo Bilal, see you later. We had a fallout, just like Jada's hair. Guess I'll be known as the gay prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right. This guy got arrested. Rudy Wilcox is 45 years old. Here's the arrest affidavit from Clearwater, Florida cops. Uh-oh. They pulled up on this guy. He was taking a dump on a possum. Ew. What did the possum do to him? In the report, it says, we found the subject with his pants down, lowered, and his anal region exposed. The incident went down Wednesday around 5.30 p.m. in full daylight. Oh. The motoring oh public God. could see everything that was going on, according to the report, after being read his rights. Wilcox denied the allegations, even though everyone saw him, including the cop, defecating on a possum. Okay. There's everywhere! That's unnecessary. Oh he was booked in county jail for $150 bond. There's no reason for that. He had a reason. <laughs> you mad at the possum? Know, don't know what it was, but he at apparently he had a... wipe with the possum. Huh? What is wrong with you? Yeah. All right, we got our goat music. Yay! And I think we have our goat. There we are. Police in British Columbia, Canada, responded to reports of a call for help when they arrived and thought they were going to find somebody in trouble, which was this. They actually originated from a very, very sad goat. Apparently, that's the noise goats make when they're sad. Oh, me too. The Quandra Island RCMP officers responded to a report of somebody being beaten, shouting for help from a ravine. And when they got there, it was nothing but a sad goat. Oh, did, would they do anything to make it happy? Wow. Uh, let's see. Further investigation revealed that uh, the help... What's going on here? At least they didn't poop on him. The help well. calls were heard uh, for blocks. Uh, the sad goat was... In, after the investigation was found that it was from a neighboring goat farm, and he was just lonely. <laughs> Bless it. Good Can you take it home and just make it your pet? No, but he said on the way back to my farm, please don't get me near the guy who dumped on the possum. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when you're going to hit over a store, knock over a uh, you know gas station or you know convenience store, or you know, maybe you're one of those who thinks you can actually get money if you hold up a bank. Well, maybe you should uh, research the business first. This one, you really don't have to research very more because the place is called The Dollar Store. Oh. Although they had a lot, quite a lot of money on hand. Uh, a former Hancock woman admitted to stealing a large sum of money from her place of employment. 40-year-old Jessica Furman appeared in Delaware County Court on Monday and pleaded guilty to grand larceny. She stole, ready for this, $41,000 from the Dollar General. And yeah. then, and then... It's a lot of sales for them. Yeah, they'd be bumping. Not only did she lose it, I mean, not only did she steal it, she lost it gambling. Oh, bless. Oh. 
That's going to be disappointing. Deposit the money in her bank account. She probably thought, hey, I'll take it. I'll double it. I'll keep 41. I'll return the 41. That's exactly, that's actually it. Yeah. <laughs> she thought I was going to repay the story after my winnings came in. Yeah. Mm. Gambling is really ugly, man. I don't like it. Gambling I, addiction? No, I, I love gambling, but I mean- No, the, I don't the like addic- the addiction. Right. The addiction part of it? Because I, I know that I when I gamble, I do like going to like, I we went to Atlantic City and I've never been to Vegas, believe it or not, yeah, but, but I do fun, like gambling. Yeah. It is fun. But what I would do, and you're going to make fun of me, my father would give us each a hundred bucks and say, go gamble. So everyone would go gamble. I would pocket the hundred dollars. <laughs> Chill. That's it? And I'd go and I'd have drinks and I'd eat the buffet and we'd get in the car on the way home and he'd go, have everybody do? And they'd be like, oh, I lost this. I got this. And I'd be like, I got a hundred bucks. <laughs> a horse on a plane is such a pain inside of its crate. It should have remained an injury. It did sustain. Now the flying horse is dead. Oh, yeah. It's quite a story. Hey, Wilbur, get a load of this story. All right, within uh, hours of taking off, a plane was forced to uh, turn around and return to its departure point after the horse on the cargo bay got loose in the plane. And uh, here's the pilot calling back to air traffic control to return. Yes, sir. Uh, we are a cargo plane. Uh, we have live animal horse on board the airplane. And the horse managed to escape his stall. Uh, we don't have a, a problem as of flying-wise, but we need to return return back to New York. We cannot get the horse back secure. Yeah, you gotta re- you gotta return. You gotta secure him again, and then you can go. I I know it sounds strange, but flying horses is really more normal than you think it is. I uh, nothing about that sound normal. Yeah, it's just their horse cargo planes. How do you think you get horses from place to place? I you drive them, you boat them. <laughs> You boat them. I just, you know, you're planes, life preserver. planes already have the whole turbulence thing, and then you're going to add a large animal. Well, they have cargo planes specifically for horses. Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. A horse plane. Yeah. Horsey Southern, yeah. It's horse a air. Era. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. If you look to your right, you'll see some mountains. And if you look here on the plane, you'll see a horse that's escaped from the cargo hold. Ooh, easy, girl, easy. Ooh, <laughs> The station is about sex, violence, and the weather. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like that. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. And the number again is... (laughs) I even bother. It's 87 start now. <laughs> All right, here we go. So uh, the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Let's talk about 9-11 for just a second. And who was the head of that? Ben Laden, right? He's the one who, you know, designed the entire attack on our Twin Towers in New York City, the Pentagon, the uh, flight that went down in Pennsylvania uh, when the heroes prevented that flight. Remember, let's roll. Prevented that flight from flying into the White House right. or the Capitol building. I don't know which one it was. Ben Laden was the mastermind behind the whole thing. We finally killed Ben Laden. But Ben Laden, before he was killed by the United States, wrote a letter to America where he told us that the creation of Israel was a crime which Israel must pay for and we must pay for because we were complicit in creating Israel. He's the biggest anti-Semite there was at the time. And uh, The Guardian, which is a very liberal newspaper, 
published the full text of the letter in 2002. Well, Wednesday, it was pulled down. Why? Because this Lululemon wearing, my husband's at his law firm, I'm at home uh, cheating on my husband with the tennis coach and the, and the pool boy and everything else, blonde, scum bucket, overeducated Stanford alumni, had nothing to do one day, and she read the letter to America on The Guardian. And then she posted it to her other sniveling little coward, mamby-pamby, puss-cake girlfriends online that are also rich. Because, you know, here's the thing. When you're on your little phone with your golden, with all your bedazzled crap on it, it's pointing at your house behind you. And I can see that you're very wealthy. So not only you spoiled brat, do-nothing, Lululemon-wearing hag. Yeah. But you're a, you're you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Because if you're a real Marxist, a real socialist, you would give all that stuff up to the poor's. Yeah, it's See? not your stuff; it's our stuff. And you would be living in a shack just like the rest of us will. Yeah. But no. So she went on there and she read the letter to America. Let me see. Her name is. Let's see. She's got one of those. Doofy McDoofface. <laughs> Anyway, Lynette Atkins, mm. that's probably her husband, Dr. Atkins. Dr. Atkins. She posted on social media. She has 12 million followers, so this is not good. She oh, posted, that's how that blew up. She yeah. posted on TikTok. Because I was, uh, the, uh, didn't the original video get put out and there was only like, and it was an account that had like maybe 6,000 followers? So for it to get that many views would have been like, who's sharing this? Now, uh, before you hear the letter to, or her plea for you to read the letter of America, uh, let's go over to Fox News, who did a big expose on this yesterday to explain how this all went down. People gathered outside of the White House chanting. Oh, this is uh, this is back when 9-11 happened. She's talking about what we used to be like. People gathered outside of the White House chanting USA, USA, and proudly holding up American flags. Take a look at this. But what a difference apparently 12 years makes. Fast forward to today and the terrorist leader's vile letter to America, where he justifies the September 11th terror attacks and condemns the United States for its support of Israel, is going viral again. Yeah, now 12 million people spread it to another 12 million people, and it's pretty much reached over, over 200 million people across the world. This is not a good thing. See, this is the scary part. They're getting their news from TikTok. Uh -huh. TikTok is a Chinese-owned app. China wants to demoralize us internally. You know why? Because they're smarter than the asses that run our country. There's much. Look at look at San Francisco yesterday. They own us. Okay, so uh, China with that app is demoralizing our entire country from within. These people are. I'm telling you, they're patient, meticulous, methodical, and bright and evil. All those things combined is a very bad recipe for us. So in the letter, and I, I'm not going to read the whole letter. It's only two pages, but I'm not going to bore you with it. It's disgusting. Everything's our fault. Israel is our fault. We're the great Satan. We must all die, is basically what the letter says. So let's go to another uh, Fo Fox Satan? correspondent, William Lejeunesse, and he's the one that's talking about this letter and the expose of the letter by this girl. A pro-Palestinian influencer discovered a letter written by Osama bin Laden 20 years ago. 
on the webpage of a British newspaper. She then posted a video saying bin Laden, the man responsible for 9-11, was right. Jews have no historical right to Israel and that he blames America for any and all violence in the Middle East. Quote, I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read the letter, she says, because, quote, I'm going through like an existential crisis. Well, people did. Her video got 2 million views and 200,000 likes, with most saying they too feel angry, manipulated, and lied to by U.S. media and schools. Remember what I always say, stupid people in large groups are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Here she is, this nice girl. This entire situation is so overwhelming. When you talk about sort of ascertaining and identifying the algorithms, to me, I just see that we are the product of a very deliberate machination that has been years in the making, decades in the making, and they are winning. We are at the behest of the CCP. We are at the behest of a socialist and communist movement that has had as its goal social agitation and civil and political unrest in this country, and they are succeeding. And the proof is in the fact that just one TikTok post posting a letter that we denounce that is disgusting that that somehow opens the eyes of our children. Shame on the parents, shame on this government. That's not the letter, sorry, that's another report. I was gonna say, she sounds right to me. No, 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 (laughs) she's right, she's she's commenting on the letter, but I I made a mistake and uh, didn't post the letter on our audio machine. But uh, here it is, let me get the letter for you. All right, now it's Adrian. This morning I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel- Oh, that explains a lot. Come on, you piece. I have to take apart everything that's good. This, again, this is somebody who's had too much time at home because her rich husband's out bopping his secretary while yeah. he's out at his job. She's at home bored with her Lululemons on, and she's got a 30 degrees from Stanford, UCLA, um, Harvard, and she's not bonging anybody because who would put up with her? But go ahead. Uh, a little bit just confused, like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read a letter. Okay, this is another one. This is another influencer. So I just read Uh. a letter to America. And I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never. Oh, geez. I can't take your Jada Pinkett delivery. While you're busy reading the terrorist memoir, maybe check out uh, Gulag Archipelago. Mm. Uh, That might be a good one to look at, too. They're too stupid. They won't get it. So here's Mike Gallagher, and uh, he says it like it is. He's the representative from Wisconsin, a Republican. These people are, of course, massive idiots. I just came from watching the footage that the Israeli embassy compiled about the October 7th attack. It is horrific for someone on TikTok to somehow suggest that this is America's fault or that bin Laden, who killed thousands of innocent Americans, was right, is absolutely disgusting Mm -hmm. and further evidence that we need to ban TikTok. Yep. 
Let's so here's one takeaway, Tammy. Americans watch three billion hours of TikTok every month. Fully a third get their news there. And the fear is this is how you're educating an entire generation. Yeah. There's no fact checking on TikTok. And 30 yeah. second video does not make foreign history. And that's why you have people calling for the extermination of the Jews in the streets of America thanks to our universities and TikTok. A third of 18 to 24 year olds get their news from TikTok, a Chinese app. Mm-hmm. And well, it's not owned by China. It's owned by a different company that's beholden to the People's Republic of China. <laughs> well, I mean, if you hate it here, why are you here? Yeah, I ask know. Barbara Streisand. Just, just leave. Leave my country. I will pay for your ticket. Your husband doesn't have any money. You lost it all in the stock market, and you don't know about it yet. Wait till your Lululemon bill comes in. Well, you shouldn't have to pay either. Just boot her out. All right. Let's get to more a-holes in the news. Gail King, who uh, Oprah made. Gail King shouldn't be where she is, but, you know, Oprah, I, maybe they were having sex. That well, was that rumor uh, for a while. Stedman was very upset because she got a bigger doghouse than he did. Gail King on CBS Mornings uh, is on with a dad, a dad whose daughter, his 11-year-old, 8-year-old daughter, is a hostage in Gaza. Is a 8-year-old <gasps> daughter is a hostage in Gaza. Oh, my God! He's invited on to CBS Mornings, where we're totally biased, by Gail King to talk about that. But she never talks about it. She turns the whole conversation to politics. This is somebody who has no conscience. No. Now, this seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, you have innocent children in Palestine, Palestinians who are dying, innocent Israeli children who are dying. And no one seems to be able to say enough. Stop that. That's him. He's like, really? My my daughter's a hostage and you want me to? OK. Comment on on the, the oppressed Palestinians. <sighs> I'm not interested in politics at all. Uh, my only concern is getting Emily back. He's from Ireland. He immigrated to Israel more than 30 years ago, and now his daughter is a hostage in Gaza under Hamas. Unbelievable. And Gail King had the insensitivity uh-uh. and the gall to open up the interview with, hey, what do you think of this oppression that the United States... No one seems to be able to say enough. Stop that. <sighs> Just Yeah, I, I feel him. She's such an idiot. Here's the news that was kept from you for two days. <gasps> there was a riot in the uh, DNC headquarters in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, there really? was. A big one. It was bigger than January 6th, That's but you weird. won't see it on the news anywhere. I didn't. Six officers hurt, firebombs thrown, uh, police officers, many of them, uh, trying to stop them from blocking the Democrat National Committee's building while they were inside pontificating on how they're going to fix the world and how they hate Trump and all that. NBC News 4 is a local station. They covered it somewhat. Police confirming six officers were injured. One person has been arrested, now facing charges for assaulting an officer. And you can see Capitol Police officers pushing back demonstrators. And then, as the camera turns, officers are seen pulling those protesters away from the door. Again, 150 of them are violent and uh, trying to injure officers, which they succeeded six times, and one arrest. One arrest. If that was January, everybody even remotely in a 20-mile radius of January 6th was arrested and thrown in prison, and you haven't heard from them since. No, just because they don't get bail. You don't have a phone call. You don't get lawyers. No, you're in solitary confinement. Now, AOC, who was five miles away, said this. I can tell you that I had a very close encounter where I thought I was going to die. I'm kidding. No, that was from January 6th, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, she was across the street. <laughs> she wasn't even near it. That's but just... 
but look at the mayhem and the the circus that the media and celebrities and social media had when January 6th happened. Every celebrity, every influencer was like, I can't believe we're acting like this. We are America. This We have to do better. This is ridiculous, and it's all because of Trump. All of them are silent now. Nobody's saying nothing. No, well, it, didn't yeah. even, it didn't even get any coverage. You no. don't want to get thrown in there, not to sound like George Carlin, but a lot of your rights seem to be an illusion. Because it's like, don't you have a right to due process and the whole habeas corpus thing? No, nah. I'm talking about using your platform and all these people that mouthed off during Black Lives Matter. Oh, super vocal. Uh, gay pride, super vocal. January 6th, super vocal. But then this happens and it doesn't go in the same direction as their own narrative. And they don't say nothing. Because when you don't go in the right direction, you get thrown in jail and you don't get a phone call. You don't get a lawyer. You just stay in there because you're doing stuff we don't like. CNN was shocked yesterday at the new poll that just came out. Election day 2024 is less than a year away. Oh, God. Donald Trump, for the first time, has a comfortable, quote unquote, lead over Joe Biden in the general election. Uh, 49% to 45% for Biden among registered voters. Now, what's more shocking than that, that had, them, that? that had them pay for tickets for some of their reporters to go to a see it, go to Arizona State to find some liberal students to comment on it, and they didn't get the answer they wanted. 18 to 35-year-olds, 18 to 35-year-olds who traditionally vote Democrat because everybody goes to college, you're a liberal, I was, now say um, they're not necessarily voting for Trump, but they ain't voting for Biden. Here's some of that audio. Who did yeah. you vote for in 2020? Biden. 2024, no chance. No chance. I don't want to, when I'm older, look back and say that I voted for someone who supported something so disgusting. He's talking about, of course, the oppression of the Palestinians. Oh, so because now Biden said he supports Israel, they won't vote for him? That's the hill they chose to die on yeah. after all the stuff Biden's done? That's the thing that did it for right, you? Right, supporting terrorists. Biden doesn't support the terrorists who behead children. I can't vote for that man. How are we going to stand for a president? Who watches a genocide happening? Genocide's happening. Yeah, genocide. Not let me in see. the direction you think, though. Yeah. Do you? Um, let me ask you a question, ma'am. Uh, do you know what this means? When we say we want Palestine to be free. It's from the river to the sea. Yeah, that means extermination of the Jews. You know what that equates to? What does that equate to? What's the word? Oh yeah, genocide. Dumbass. Regret my vote for Joe Biden, but that's who I voted for because he did not promise us any of this. He promised peace, he promised equality, he promised humanity, and he's a not man of his word. Us choosing to vote for a third party, a direct consequence of Biden's action or inaction on the issues that we care about. Oh, fatty, you're just mad because he didn't pay off your loan. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of these people, like, is this your first time in politics? That's what all politicians do. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And then how many actually do it? Well, here's what's funny is, do you guys know who Michael Rappaport is? Yep. So I gave him to you. He's under pig. I can't say the word. Um, <laughs> but I gave you audio for him. It starts with pig. So Michael Rappaport, he's the redhead. You know, he's in a bunch of cop movies. He was Phoebe's boyfriend on Friends for a little while. He hates Trump with a passion. Like, he loathes Donald Trump. He has a podcast, and he was saying on his podcast, if Rick can find it, you can play it. It's What's it called? I can't find it. Pig wiener, but the D word. I sent it I to you. I don't see it. It's in the Googler. I put it in there. Oh, uh, keep talking then. Okay. So 
uh, Michael hates Trump, like a lot of celebrities do in Hollywood. They just hate him. But with the way the world is today, and you'll see a lot of people come around and say this. They'll go, you know what? I hate the guy, and I don't like him, but I'm probably going to vote for him this time, even though I didn't vote for him last time. Um, My guess is Michael Rappaport voted for Biden, I'm sure, because he hates Trump. But you have to listen to what he says, and he's... He's, you could tell he's got conflict within himself, but this is what he said on his podcast. If it comes down to pig Donald Trump and smoking Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Voting for pig Donald Trump is on the table. I'm sorry. I'm fucking so- I'll still call him slob Donald Trump, pig Donald Trump, and all that. But we need to get this whole situation under control. You mean you mean you like his policies but you don't like the man? Well, that, that that's okay. You that's, don't have to, he's not coming over for Christmas. Yeah, that that's reasonable. You got to cut that out, man, using that common sense crap. Now, Kamala Harris is somebody we should listen to and it involves him and also all these students you just heard. What else do we know about this population 18 through 24? They are stupid. <laughs> that is why we put them in dormitories. And they resident assistant. They make really bad decisions. Now, You're one to talk. Was, yeah, wasn't she the one that said uh, just a few weeks ago that 18 to 24 year olds, they're the, they're the lifeblood of this country and they're going to continue fighting for what's right. I think that if, she, <laughs> if they run again, that somebody during the debate needs to bring up that audio of her saying so that every 18 to 24 year old hears that and goes, well, she just called me dumb. I'm not going to vote for them. They won't. And, and, you know, most of them think, you know what they think? They think she's, what's the word? Competent. Now, of course, because of all that you just heard, they're going after Trump because they see he looks like he's winning. Uh Uh-oh. And then Trump said something the other day, which I loved, but they said, oh, no, that's Hitler-esque. We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, that's if we don't do that, we're done. Yeah. We don't. We have to draw a line somewhere. I know we're a free country, and you got freedom of speech. You can do whatever you want. But if you're here and you're actively working to destroy this country, you need to leave. I mean, if you care about your life, your freedom, your children's freedom. Then no, that should be what you're for. I mean, you shouldn't. I, I the fact that people could vote for Joe Biden again and Kamala and and listen to their what they what they stand behind and what they stand for. Moreover, but I I think they don't that stand at all. I just I can't I, I can't wrap my brain around it. The fact that there's what still thirty something percent that think he's doing a great job. Thirty seven. Oh, I just played you. I don't have it because it was too much to edit. But I just played the two of you. The audio of the teacher that said she thinks we're in better shape now than we were when Trump was oh, in office. Oh, I know. Did you hear that? I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they did have the meeting as they always do on Monday. Uh, actually, this was uh, on Wednesday between the White House and all media. They have a phone call. I'm not making this stuff up. There's, that's the reason when you turn on the TV and you listen to ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, and CNN, you'll hear the same verbiage everywhere because they had the meaning. They decide what the message is. This is where Republicans are really, really weak at. They don't do that. They should. And here you go. When we say we want Palestine to be free. I'm sorry. That's the wrong audio. Hold on. Uh, media montage number five. This has been going on since... Like the 60s, man. Operation Mockingbird, where the CIA placed a bunch of people inside media outlets to figure out what they're talking about and to slowly put whatever they want out there. That didn't get, like, shut down or anything. That Uh. stuff just still goes. 
I must have dumped it. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, it's about six different uh, networks saying that uh, Trump is Hitler, basically, basically ending with Joy Behar at their news outlet, The View, yeah. uh, saying that uh, he's Hitler. They're all calling him Hitler now. That's the thing now. Wait, which wait. Is, if which, he's for, how are they calling him Hitler? Right. That's my point. Why they If they call- hate Jews, doesn't make them, that make them Hitler? They're the ones who are taking <laughs> actions to, you know, to do away with Jews, yep. and they're calling Trump Hitler, who yep. has nothing but love for the Jewish population, which is weird. But they're right. not calling him Hitler because of that. They just need to equate his name with something that we already equate with bad. Right. That's all they're trying to do. That's the only correlation they're trying to make there. All right, so I don't have that audio, but let's move on because this is important audio as well. This is a 106-year-old grandmother giving um, advice. She's 106. She has a lot of experience in yeah. life giving advice to her 38, 38-year-old granddaughter. Okay. All right, here she is. I'm 38. And never been there. Have you ever been there? Really, Nana? 38 years old. Really? And never been there. No children or nothing. You sure miss a lot of life. What is he saying? Because you, you're 38 and you've never been married. Never you're been missing married, a lot of life. Missing a lot of life. Here we go. Why do I have to get married and have kids to have a good life? You have no good life. I do. You don't go nowhere. I do. I just got back from a trip. By yourself, no man. If you don't have a man, you ain't nothing. Really? Oh. I'm not nothing without a man, huh? You're not a lesbian, are you? <laughs> are you? No, I had a husband, tell you that, huh? I still have sex. You what? I still have sex. I know you do, but that's not right. That's dirty. <laughs> Sleeping around like a... <laughs> it's one person. One person. Sleeping around like a... <laughs> Get your head out of my pocket! <laughs> wow. wow. Brutally honest, aren't they? Sneak like a cheap hoe. Dirty stay out. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a storage facility in Manhattan uh, was the site of the largest largest counterfeit goods seizure in the U.S. history, which is really funny to me that they're bragging about this, because if you ever go to New York, 7th Avenue, from one end to the other is nothing but counterfeit bags. Oh, yeah. Shoes. I think they found the warehouse, Prado didn't they? bags. Did they? I thought that's what the big bust was. It's like, they knew about all that, but then now they found, like, the headquarters. Oh, they found the, the nucleus. Well, uh, Wednesday, they unveiled a sprawling collection of phony designer merchandise that would be the envy of any socialite one. Wannabe. Two men were arrested in the operation in which a whopping $1.3 billion worth of fake bag, shoes, clothes, and other accessories were stored away in boxes. Is that a Birkin bag? No, it's a Bonkin bag. <laughs> 219,000 fake items were recovered in the joint investigation conducted by Homeland Security. So our border is being overrun yep. by people, terrorists, Chinese, military members, but we're going after fake bags. Priorities are all out of whack. Hey, this is Officer Tom Maloney of the NYPD. And this year, I strongly encourage you to shop at the NYPD Seized Counterfeit Items Black Friday Sale. Our seizings can be your savings with a billion dollars worth of Folex watches, Calvin Clone Cologne, and Fully Vuitton handbags available. Ooh, Louis Vuitton. Something like that. Plus, get ready for the winter with South Face coats. Don't you mean North Face? Eh, close enough. We got a whole loading dock full of confiscated fakey shoes, Apple Air frauds, and perfume. From Coco Scamel. Hey, don't forget the Dolce and Imposter Blazers. Yeah, we got those too. 
the NYPD seized counterfeit items Black Friday sale. Buy what we're seizing this holiday season. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. So here's a dilemma that somebody has at the holidays. Now, I don't do this with my own family, but if I have family or friends coming over that are maybe bringing someone that I don't know, I 100% would do this. This guy says, my wife and I are hosting our first Thanksgiving, and there's already been a rift. She caught me hiding things around the house that are valuable. Well, yeah. She said it made her defensive, and she started thinking I was accusing members of her and my family of being thieves. Could be. To be fair, I don't know her family that well yet. But I know mine, and I don't like the idea of having valuable items that could be taken by somebody with sticky fingers or maybe easily broken by somebody that's kind of drunk and not really aware of their surroundings. He said, it's our house, it's our stuff. Am I insensitive for hiding the valuables? No, you're not. Stop listening to your wife. She doesn't know everything. Yeah, I wouldn't. Here's the thing. People don't have to know that you hid the stuff. Do you know how many times my son, who's 12, by the way, he knows his friends. He knows who's responsible, and he knows who's a klutz and is going to knock things over and break things. And he's got some collectibles in his room that are worth a good amount of money to him. And he'll be like, oh, no, no, uh, so-and-so's coming over. We got to put all this stuff in your room. He will get a pile of his things and say, Mom, put this in your room. So his friends won't touch them because he knows they'll break them. I don't know any kid that know that does that. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Do that too. You can't trust them. You did that? Yeah. He yeah, takes you it. Pull out you the hide your china for that. You hide your expensive Egyptian bongs when you were a kid. <laughs> Absolutely. Even as an adult. You Glass. got some people that are clumsy, you know? It's like you put the nice stuff away, get out the Fisher-Price bong. That's now, do how you, you do it. Do you have holiday bongs that, like, when you host a yeah. dinner, those nice ones are out, like the China bongs? Do they when blink? To, Lights? When I used to sell that kind of stuff at, like, a business, sure, because I had a bunch. But now, no, I don't have time for that. So you don't have, like, okay. Or the bubble wrap. Your girlfriend sets the table. You're in charge of putting out the nice bong. Mm-hmm. You put away, the, the you know, the, the other ones. Like, for birthday parties, sure, the other ones no, can be out. No, that stays in my office. I don't need anybody touching Have you been smoking marijuana? Putting her lips on that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Damn. Hey, uh, you guys know what Ashley Madison is, right? Yeah, the, the adult uh, cheating website. I yeah. have no idea what it is. There's, It's a website for people that would like to cheat. Actually, their slogan is, life is short, have an affair. Oh, so that's awful. Look I know. at you just preying on a, the degradation it's, of America. It's terrible. Uh, they did some digging into where their members live. Now, these members. are members of Ashley Madison <laughs> that cheat often, so they're like, okay, we're going to reveal... The cities that have the most adulterous behavior. Out of all the members. I gotta say, can we guess? You're not gonna like, you're not gonna like one and two. Number one makes sense. Number two. Vegas is number one. No. Vegas Vegas is is number one? Vegas is number four. (gasps) Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Let's, let's take a breath. Um, gotta be California. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking LA or San Francisco. All right, Los Angeles. Yeah, the Hollywood people. LA is not in the top 10. Are you serious? In fact, nowhere on California is in the top 10. Okay, New York. New York, then. Too many people. New York is not in the top 10. What are you talking about? Iowa? (laughs) Coming Uh, in at number five was Tampa. Tampa? Well, that's all the the clubs, strip clubs, yeah. Number four was Vegas. Number three was Atlanta. Okay. All right. Number two... Was Orlando? What? What? No way! Not us. It can't possibly be. What? No way! Sakes. Number one was Miami. Get out of here! Oh, yeah, well, Miami, I could see. Yeah, Miami could understand. A lot of rich guys with boats. Somebody's cheating on somebody. Well, yeah, los Latinos están ahí. You know. So, <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. <when you> do- <laughs> what? 
Gene Simmons and Kiss. I love Gene Simmons. I've interviewed him multiple times. I think he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Some people might not agree with me. I He was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Guy is so smart. I mean, he really, he, he blew me out of the water with his intelligence, and he's interesting to talk to. Got a lot to talk about. His name, what's his name? Chaim Witz? Yeah, his real name. He's a... Uh, uh, what's his name? He, Gene Simmons is not his real name. No, it's, it's Chaim Witz, I think. It's wow. pronounced like C-H-A-I-M, I think. Wow. It's, it, yeah, it's C-H-A-I-M Witz is his last name. Chaim Witz. He's from Israel. Wow. Um, so, get this. He thinks... I think this is a good idea. Not many people have done this. Uh, I don't know how the other members in the band feel about this, but he thinks all new rockers should take over the band Kiss. In other words, Kiss can live on forever, but it always has, I guess, once you pass a certain generation, then it gets new members again. So in other words, they're too old to keep going with Kiss. They got their farewell tour, I think, going on right now. And he said he's open to all new musicians carrying on the name of the band. So you get four new younger dudes that are now the new members of KISS and so now it's like KISS the new generation and then when they get too old then you get a whole new that way the name KISS and the band KISS Mm -hmm. carries on forever how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, uh, considering that right now you got bands, older bands, classic uh, hit stations like us, uh, who, who people come in droves and buy tickets for like Little River Band. There's not one original member. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Right. Uh, Chicago's got two members left, I think. Uh, I mean, all the classic rock bands, most of them, they're not the original. They're a cover band. Uh-huh. I mean, you had KC from KC and the Sunshine Band, but apparently the Sunshine Band's like 30 people now. What? What? Yeah, and there's a bunch of them. And I'm like, wait a second. Uh, no one said that. Who said that? I'll yeah. tell you what I could not get a ticket to that I'm dying to go to because you know I love Queen. And uh, Brian May and the rest of the band members actually handpicked uh, Adam, Adam Sandler, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Kavanovich. What was his name? I can't, you just made me. Uh, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Yeah. Um, they Why don't made, you shut the hell up? Well, he's, he's really good, though. He's incredible. He's and good. he's got the range close to what Freddie Mercury had. He, and he even said, when he was picked to replace Freddie Mercury, he's like, I'm not trying to replace it. I'm just trying to be the lead singer of the band Queen right. in my own way because you can't replace no, Freddie Mercury. No. And then you got Jordan Empanada there with Journey. <laughs> Jordan Empanada. It's Arnell Pineda. <laughs> right. And honestly, I like he had Jordan the same Empanada haircut. better. He had the same haircut for a is while. He, is he still subbing for, for Steve Perry? I don't know. Steve Perry's alive, right? Yeah. Yes, but... Why doesn't he just come back? I think he just plays casinos by himself. He can't, sings he dirty can't, songs. He can't do the notes. With a little guitar case open so you can throw dollar bills in it. I think, I, he, I think he does Chief, that. I'm Chief Perry. Hope you're having a good time here in the Carnival <laughs> Gladiatorship. Uh. He doesn't sound the same, though. That's why he's like... Foolish heart, hear me call. I'm going to do my rendition of Oh Sherry. Oh Sherry. Oh. And people are walking by. Poor guy. You know what's so bad is that we have the audacity to sit here and mock these people that probably have more money and success oh. than we've ever seen in our life. Yeah, they We're can, like, look at that stupid guy. They could buy us and harvest our organs from um. I wish Steve Perry was on my cruise ship. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, Sherry. Him and Dennis DeYoung can trade off. <laughs> one's in the ballroom, one's on the terrace. These are the best of times. Uh, I just don't have my voice anymore. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestag. 
All right, let's uh, see what we got here. Uh, Scotland's health minister on Thursday explained a massive $13,600 mobile bill. It was a data charge for his iPad. Uh, Michael Matheson said the bill, which was initially picked up by the Scottish Parliament, was incurred during a family vacation to Morocco last Christmas. Matheson originally insisted that he use the iPad for governmental work, but uh, it was a little much. And finally, he fessed up. He says, no, my kids used it, and they must have used all kinds of things and downloaded games and, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. You can run up a bill very fast. Oh, yeah. Total. Totally, man. All right. So a guy who's got Crohn's disease, his name is Charlie Curtis. He's from Toronto, Canada. And he was going to do a DIY on this Crohn's thing he's got. How do you so, do it? What do you mean? Uh, he decided that uh, he's in his 30s. He decided that he was going to do his fecal transplants. Oh, yeah, they do that. You know, they do that for um, gut bacteria and gut health. And uh, you take someone that has like... They already have a certain, what is it, like a level of intestinal bacteria? Mm-hmm. And so, then you, they put it into you. So he started four years ago trying to cure his Crohn's disease. It was his mother's, mother's stuff. You could see it on the documentary called Designer S. So basically what it is is you take someone else's poop, mm-hmm. you put it in a capsule. It's like powdered form and it's in a capsule and you take the capsule and it goes into your gut. Well, the problem is while fecal microbiota transplant has been effective for certain people with certain illnesses, mm-hmm. it also brings across to you the hormones of the person you're getting it from and his mother's having menopause, so he's experiencing night sweats, <gasps> uh, mood swings, and hot flashes. Whoa, wow. he got her menopause. Yeah, he caught him some menopause. That's crazy. Oh. You're doing all right? smells like shit. I haven't gone through menopause it yet. Sure, I will any day now. No, my irritability is just because of you, not because of menopause. <laughs> Rick a pause. <laughs> well, I think that's just a lesson. Stop eating capsules full of poop. <laughs> uh, patrons of a Japanese steakhouse here in Florida, they uh, are suing the establishment. They went there for the hibachi at Nico Japanese Steakhouse. I've been there. And they have a sushi bar there and everything. Well, apparently uh, the uh, hibachi has a little more than you bargained for. Meth, methamphetamines. So when you did no. go, did you want to go back immediately while you were scratching holes in yourself? <laughs> According to the complaint, they went to the emergency room where they were tested for intoxicants. At a press conference, uh, Jordan Gray and his family said they, she and her husband encountered family seated at the same table at the restaurant were also sick. So uh, they all got meth up, messed up. Oh, that is no. messed up, yo. No, messed up. Game's changed, yo. Yo. Okay. Google DeepMind. Yo. The research engine's AI-focused lab has introduced a game-changing weather forecasting model that is said to deliver 10-day predictions in less than a minute at unprecedented accuracy. Well, you're going to replace all the newscasters out here because... Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen weather forecasting so bad in my life. Nothing against them personally. I like some of the guys. Yeah. I just guess you can't predict the weather in Florida. It's impossible. It's hard to. It is. But you're going to ask the Google to do it? Well, apparently, uh, GraphCast outperforms traditional and high-tech weather models by 90% as it emphasizes historic weather data into the mix, according to the research paper on the AI model they're using. Google touts more than a million global grid points for hyper-radical roll-doppler data. I made Google, some of that up. Can you tell okay. me if it's going to rain this Saturday? I'm sorry, Dave. 
I'm afraid I can't do that. I see. Gone are the days of putting blind faith in mere mortal meteorologists. Now, with AI weather, your perception of precipitation will never be the same. Your forecast for today is continued low-pressure sun sky with clear, cloudy rain and a high of 470 degrees above absolute zero. Now, sports. Imagine the accuracy of all the world's supercomputers coupled with the unimaginable power of artificial intelligence. That's AI weather, bringing you forecasts that are almost as reliable as human weather air breathers. This weekend, expect an upper snow cloud sky with rain, sun, and an accumulation of frozen. And for Monday, poop emoji. So take charge and obey the all-knowing computer gods and trust in their calculations. Marvel at their forecasts and never be fooled by the mere guesses of humans again with AI weather. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Yeah, and the update's brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. I want me a Megan Kelly action figure for Christmas. Okay. With real kung fu grip? That's right, that's what I want. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. She is so incredible, so incredible. I hope she's got a bigger audience over at SiriusXM than she had on Fox and NBC and all the places she's been at that lost her. Um, she was on there yesterday. What a, what a great show this was. This is all about George Floyd. There's two things coming out. There's a book by Liz, Liz Collins, who was a head anchor in uh, Minneapolis for many, many years and no longer is there because of the violence that was threatened against her. But she was one of the biggest newscasters right there. She has a new book coming out called They're Lying, the Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. And there's a new documentary coming out, The Fall of Minneapolis, which is not just about Minneapolis. It's about the whole country. But that's the title of the documentary. Now, this is the story most Americans have not heard. And she exposes this whole thing methodically and well, well constructed in this production she does. You could pick it up on YouTube for free. Today we have two people who have spent years researching, interviewing key players, and uncovering major details about the Floyd story that you have not seen before. And for a reason, they've been hidden from you by people in positions of authority who knew the truth but didn't want you to. Yeah, the point here is going to be, and it is, that the George Floyd story was manipulated from the get-go, from the very beginning, before you even found out about what happened. I remember that day because I was very angry when I heard the story and the way I saw it and the way they manipulated it. Even, even I fell for it um, because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the training is in the Minneapolis OPD Police Department. But uh, yeah, the whole thing, from the very minute it happened, they decided to make a fake narrative. And Liz um, Collins, who was the one of the biggest anchors in that town is uh, Megan Kelly's guest here, and she explains what happened because she was involved in all of this. So, Our guests today have uncovered failures of political leaders, shifting narratives, and they've highlighted the brutal treatment of the Minnesota-Minneapolis police force, of the police force, not by the cops, what was done to them during this troubling time in America and the fallout at the trial 
of Derek Chauvin. Now, Liz Collins had the largest audience in Minneapolis during the George Floyd incident. Uh, she was married to the head of the police union, and she had protesters outside her house in August with a pinata of her and her husband. They went through all they actually went and made a pinata of her and her husband that they beat and threatened violence against her and her family Holy in cow. front of her home with. Yeah, they threatened to do violence. Jeez. That's when she had to start getting escorts to go to work. This all happened in 2019, right when the George Floyd thing happened. So here she is. Uh, that this narrative that was concocted of seven, eight, nine minutes that, you know, they became the, this mantra, but nobody talks about the 36 seconds that passed before Thomas Lane calls for an EMS, for, for an ambulance. And we still to this day think that if they would have just been honest with these body camera videos from the very beginning, we clearly would not be here having this having this conversation but but they hit all of this including that conversation that the officers have about MRT the maximal restraint technique again something we're told the very next day this is not something they recognize this is not a part of training um, and they were saying that very early on and we noticed that the the uh, training manuals the two pages that address this MRT just disappeared um, offline and we have quite a bit about that in in the right. book uh, as well they were manipulating this case uh, from the very beginning now, think about that. George Floyd, who uh, was not a good person. I know that uh, Nancy Pelosi and many others say, oh, he sacrificed his life for justice. No, this guy was a scumbag, you know, and I don't have to go through all the things he did, especially to the, the one that's the most appalling is when him and his buddies broke into this woman's home, put a gun to the pregnant woman's stomach yep. and threatened to kill her if she didn't have any money in the apartment. Then he told them to hold a gun on her while he went through the apartment looking for money. She didn't have any. Yeah, that was just one incident. He's been in trouble many times before. He has a rap sheet a mile long. None of that was discussed. The other thing that wasn't discussed is that George Floyd said, I can't breathe. Remember you saw that on all the protest signs? Yep. He couldn't breathe when he was standing up when the cops actually pulled up. He couldn't breathe when he was in the backseat of the officer's car. He kept saying, I can't breathe. So I can't breathe was narrated to us in a way that we thought the only reason he said that is because Mr. Chauvin had his knee in her, her, his neck. That wasn't the case. That was a complete lie. The other complete lie was that the officer's training did include that restrained hold. They ripped the pages out of the manual immediately, took it offline the minute that this happened. From the very beginning, they manipulated the whole thing so the narrative was another cop killing a black man. That was the part I didn't know that kind of blew my mind. It, it is mind-blowing what they're doing to us. Here we go. Liz Collins. They started out. Oh, oh okay. No, no. This is the documentary. I'm sorry. My bad. This is the documentary that's coming out this week. It is called The Fall of Minneapolis. And here's a little piece of the trailer so you can get a feel. It started out as a lot of people gathering, which is your First Amendment right. No, but it quickly changed. Each day, it just compounded. The first day, it was like 1,000 people. And the next day, it was 4,000 people. And then the day after that, 10,000 people. The heart's racing right now talking about this. They throw rocks and bricks and firebombs. I'm like, what is going on? Where do I live right now? What'd you think of this plan to surrender the precinct? No way. No way. They're not going to do that. You can't just give up a precinct. Sent a strong message that they're in control. They're still in control to this day. Big media is the enemy of this country. I wholeheartedly believe that. They are the ones, because without the media, the government itself cannot produce all this propaganda. See, the media at one time was somewhat trustworthy. I mean, there are people, tr yeah. the trust in media at one time was over 50%. We're down to about 17% now. People have the internet now. Right. But they still look up things on Google. Yeah, Google's that's what an, they go by. That's a trash bin. 
Google censors everything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the trailer from uh, Fall of Minneapolis, and Liz Collins go on to talk about how this whole thing was ma- manipulated. One thing that people can take away from this case, it's that we can't be um, so quick to judge. Don't let the mob control. Don't let the media manipulate you. Uh, we are smarter than this as as a human race, I think. Um, you know, and question question these these things, and that and that's what the message that that he seemed to to want to share. I've told the story a few times now on the show, but just quickly, my fourth grade daughter, then fourth grade daughter, was in a Tony New York private school at this time, and the teachers handed out a Newzilla article on Chauvin's um, case, and he had just been convicted, and the girls read up some facts, and they said, the, the teacher stood up and said, there's a massive problem in America with police killing black men. And one of the girls raised her hand and said, well, wasn't George Floyd resisting arrest? And the teacher said, they always blame the victim. And then my daughter said, well, wasn't George Floyd on a lot of drugs? And the teacher said, this conversation is making me uncomfortable and I'm shutting it down right now. Isn't that something? When it Isn't doesn't that... go my way, I have to shut it down. And that's just one teacher in one school. There are all a lot of them like that. There's a lot of good teachers, but then there's a lot of that. I mean, if you want to know what the level of bad teachers and professors are, look at what's going on in our country right now. Have you ever seen racism like you've seen right now out in the open, no. anti-Semitism? Never. No. And what's fueling that? Professors with ascots, you know, who are just, it's, it's all propaganda, but they've bought into it. Now, um, speaking of propaganda, Chinese President Xi Jinping was in San Francisco. You know that Gavin Newsom cleaned up, took all the human feces off yeah. the ground. Yeah, overnight for a communist dictator, but not for his own citizens. And when uh, Mr. Xi Jinping came in, it looked like China. It looked more like China than China. Well, was Chinese flags lined the streets, Chinese anthem playing. Our armed servicemen holding Chinese flags, which I thought was kind of strange. It's an embarrassment. China owns us. They do. It's 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 almost over. We don't even realize it yet. And I've always said that we're not there's not going to be a bullet fired. We'll be China and you won't even know it. I mean, the only thing stop here's the thing, the difference between us and China is we still have the illusion that we're somehow in charge and we're free. And we're allowed to do certain stuff. But it, when it comes down to it, if you, the government really wants, none of that stuff applies. You said, look at those January 6th folks still in jail. None of them got a phone call. All your rights go out the window the minute something happens that the government doesn't like. I mean, ask any Japanese person in World War II. We had a whole camps. So we're like, oh, you're Japanese? Just you, you go in the fence there until we're done figuring out what's happening. It's like, but I'm a citizen. I didn't do anything. We don't care. Get in there. So Chinese President Xi Jinping got a standing ovation. This is disgusting. Wednesday night as he took the stage to address a dinner with business executives here at the United States at a summit of Indo-Pacific leaders in California. In the address, Xi appeared open to cooperation with the U.S., telling the crowd, quote, We are in an era of challenges and changes. It is also an era of hope. The world needs China and the United States to work together for a better future. If you actually know anything about China, first of all, let's not talk about the concentration camp and the Uyghurs that they they have uh, there that they've harvested their organs for the richer people mm-hmm. in China. You know that they have, you know, child labor and that our companies go over there because they can make more profit with their shiny little item they send you if they yep. have it manufactured in China because they use slave labor. That's all true. Isn't that but- crazy how people will yell about, uh, you know, genocide? 
and yeah. then you, not a word about China attacking these people? No, ask LeBron James. He makes his shoes over there. You know, ask Freedom Cantor about yep. LeBron James. And now he challenged him. He says, you come over here. I'll pay for your airline tickets. All you and all your bros that have their shoes manufactured over there. You come over here and take a look at who's manufacturing your shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember Megyn Kelly and Mark Cuban? Yeah. Why won't you say it? I condemn uh, genocide everywhere. Why won't you say China? I said everywhere. What did say China? You can't, can you? The world needs China, right? Yeah, we need China like we need a hole in the head. But anyway, that's where we're going to end up getting. Um, China is challenging us in every every aspect of of uh, governance. I mean, they're even down to the little things. Like, you remember who's the NBA player that had like free Tibet shoes on? And oh, Adam Silver, right. the guy from the NBA, is like, you better take those off or you ain't going to have a spot on the uh-huh, team. Uh-huh, I remember that. Even t- something as small as that. China can control what our sports people wear on their feet. And now China is destroying our society from within with TikTok. That sounds ridiculous. Doesn't that sound hyperbolic? It sounds like I'm out of, absolutely out of my mind. Yeah, but we've done the same thing to other little countries. What makes you think China wouldn't try to do it to us? Oh, no, I'm not saying that we're not any different in some aspects, no. But, yeah, but that's what's going on. Now, all these people, including CEO Tim Cook... Blackstone CEO Stephen Schwartzman, leaders from Pfizer, FedEx, Boeing. I mean, it, I go on. Tesla. They were all there, and they all stood and cheered Xi Jinping. Wow. The guy who's going to eventually imprison us in our own country. Uh-huh. It's, it's. I'm telling you, this is, this is not very far. I don't know that he's going to take over. I think what's going to happen is. It'll be by proxy. Yeah, our people are going to go, well, look, he's got a great system set up. We want to have the same amount of control. Why don't we all just work together towards that end? Well, that's how they'll sell it to the American people. Yep. Look at Justin Trudeau, the illegitimate child of Castro. Uh, He got up there, and during a press conference, somebody asked him, which country do you admire? He didn't even hold back. He said China. Never hesitated, yeah. Yeah, he says China. I like the way they do things. They're able to get things done because they have full control. It's called communism. It's called, you're trapped. You have no freedom. No, and I mean, look over the past 20 years at how many of ours just get slowly chiseled away after one crisis or another, and next thing you know, it's like, what are you allowed to have and do? Mm. And it's all driven by influencers, stupid people on TikTok, and celebrities like Barbara Streisand. Oh, Barbara, officially the USA, yeah, yeah. If Trump wins when it's election day. Yeah, I wish they weren't as full of crap as they are, but if Barbara Streisand and Cher are saying that if Trump gets reelected, they're leaving. I they, love it. They've been saying that, though, and they said that last time, and they never went anywhere. No, it's really a lie, but here's what Barbara said. What do you make of the political climate of the United States now? Bad. Well, I like Biden. Mm-hmm. I like Biden. I think he's done a good job. I think he's compassionate. Is, is, uh, I don't need my president to be compassionate. I just need him to not have my country fall apart. No, but how could you be so naive? Do you, you're Barbara Streisand. You, you, you have, you're, you're surrounded by people of your same ilk. You're rich people, smart people, and you really still fall for that? You think he, he doesn't know what room he's in. He's going to pee on the carpet one day. He's not going to know. He's smart. He's not smart. He's an idiot. Everything he touches turns to crap. Mm. These people are really dumb, aren't they? They're yeah. just really stupid. Absolutely. He supports the right things. Really? I don't feel like Yeah, that's like true. A, a true international <laughs> pressure. Yeah, he, that, that's one thing he is good at. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international pressure. And that true international pressure has uh-huh. been working. Absolutely, Barbara. How do you feel about the specter of a second Trump administration? I will move. 
She said that last time. Whatever. Move. Move. Do you believe it, though? Bye. (laughs) Bye, girl. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, no, I don't believe it. Yeah, she said it last time. And Oh, where are you? Oh, you still here? Doing an interview with uh, Stephen Colbert? Right. Where are you going to go? Where where, where exactly are you going to go? Tell me, where are you going to go? I love how he phrased it, Why don't we put Barbara Streisand in Haiti? Let's put her in Haiti. How about, no, North Korea? She said she wants to go to England because it's nice. Oh, yes. Okay. You go over there. You take your, your, you go over to, yeah. Well, bye. On Saturday afternoon in January 2022, a 2018 Dodge Challenger ran through a stop sign in Vegas, picked up a pace of 103 miles an hour during a chase, eventually uh, struck a right side of a Toyota Sienna, killed everybody in there, killed himself, blah, blah, blah. So now the NTSB wants the U.S. government, see, this is what we're talking about here. I know, how does that mean? What does that have to do with it? Wants a government agency to investigate such accidents, and they want to put speed controls on cars. Well, okay, so now they get to control how fast you go? Yeah. Uh, the agency mm. argues to rely on states to deter drivers with speeding traps and all that. Reci- There's a lot of recidivism. The agency, which which was in there. I just think re- it's a fun word. Recidivism, yeah. The agency, which uh, doesn't have the power to make regulations, is calling on the NHTS, that's the Driver Safety Administration, to mandate the use of technology that controls cars going forward. Screw you. Uh-uh. Bite my ass. Right. Bite Rick's ass. Yeah, I mean, it's, what was the other one? Automatic shutoff? Oh, yeah, no, that's and then a, there's a matter of t- to see if you've been eating or drinking anything I don't want you to drink. You're like, going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I'll never have a car that connects to the internet. I'm sorry. No way. <laughs> what do you think the EVs are all about, man? That's just one of the offshoot oh, yeah, benefits. Just makes it easier to shut off. Right? Exactly. Okay, so uh, George Santos. You know, I've never really talked about George. This guy was a clown from the beginning, and you I didn't like feel him. like wasting. I don't, I never liked didn't him. Didn't your wife have an office above him? No, no, that's somebody what? else. Yeah, what are you talking about? Wasn't this the, the New Jersey guy? No, no, that was a different guy. George uh, Santos is just... Uh, see, I don't want to go into this because I don't... Uh, it's just, he's, uh, Rick's going... Eh, he's right so now. insignificant and he's just a clown. He's been a clown his whole life. When the story, the first story broke, I actually did read that story on the air. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, it was useless. Why would you even bring attention to this? But uh, as a matter of fact, Smoke, you gave me the story. What's going on now? He's... He's been indicted and convicted? Well, he's been indicted for the whole shebang of, like, spending money on OnlyFans and everything. And uh, now, after the whole indictment, it's he's just not going to run for re-election. Oh, so that's his punishment. Oh, is that, and then what are these audio pieces? Uh, the first one, I think, is everybody else in Congress going, Yeah, he's an idiot. Get him out of here. <laughs> and then the last one is him going, Well, you know, I'm fine. The Ethics Committee found that he did not cooperate uh, with the investigation, and I I think he's been given the the fair due process now. All right, whatever. Let's hear what he has to say. I think I said this very clear to you. I will take whatever comes my way the way it comes. I have no concerns. Didn't he dress as a... a, Didn't he... Wasn't he, like, trans or something for a minute? (laughs) Did he was? He did that to get get away with something. I'm telling you. It's like you, you could write a book about the clowning that this guy's done. And, uh, yeah, he basically had a fraud. He stole like hundreds of thousands of dollars and funneled campaign committees and everything into his own pockets, and he spent it all on like Botox and OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew he that's spent a, it on OnlyFans. And that's a tiny little bit of it. There's a, there's a laundry list. It's yeah. a mile long. He's agreed to pay about $109,000 in restitution. No. He has to forfeit about seventy grand, and he has to make a $470,000 payment to a campaign contributor that he ripped off. Yep. Somebody, by the way, sent us a message and said, Rick's gaslighting must stop. Oh, okay. Which one? Yeah. I'll say, take your pick. <laughs> All right. So um, this woman, 
This is a grown woman. It's a grown woman, educated in the United States. Uh, I'll just play it for you. Educated? Basically, is that the word we'd use? Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> it's, she basically has a comedian boyfriend who travels the country doing his comedy and stuff, and he does most of his stuff in Alaska. Her name is Sabrina Abri. Ready? Ready. Okay. Are you looking for no, an... That's not no, it. that's not it. Oh, God. Here, I had it from yesterday. Yeah. Oh, this is yesterday's letter. I just need you to hear me out, okay? I was 18 years old dating my Canadian boyfriend, and he was telling me all about where he's worked in Canada, and the topic of Alaska came up, and I was like, wait a minute. You can drive to Alaska? <laughs> uh -oh. I have questions. I have so many questions for the U.S. education system, okay? I graduated <laughs> high school with A's and B's. I was a good student. This is absolutely criminal. The list of things that I didn't know about Canada, about the United States, about geography as a whole, it's just appalling. It's criminal. That right. sounds like it's on you, boo. I have the rest yeah. of it. Sorry. You never looked at a map? That's why I love she goes right to the, the U.S. education system. Wait, wait, it's I got the it. system that's wrong. I, I got it. I got it. I got the rest of it here. You can drive to Alaska? I have questions. I have so many questions for the U.S. education system, okay? I graduated high school with A's and B's. I was a good student. This is absolutely criminal. The list of things that I didn't know about Canada, about the United States, about geography as a whole, it's just appalling. It's criminal. And I know what you're thinking. You just must be stupid. You just must not know geography. It must be a you thing. No, it's a U.S. thing. Oh. Elise Myers on TikTok also mentioned that she had this realization in adulthood. Her comments are overflowing with people, adults, that have had the same realization after graduating high school. No, that's so you're one of a bunch of stupid people? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you find a bunch of other people on TikTok that are also dumb? <laughs> that's what it is, exactly. What? I'm going to tell you why I genuinely think this is happening to people, because although the curriculum obviously needs some help, we need a good revision, an overhaul of the entire curriculum at this point. This is the map that we studied in 8th grade world geography. Okay, she's talking about the map we've all seen. It's the United States, uh -huh. and then they got Hawaii in a little square closer to California than it actually is, and right. then they got Alaska down by Hawaii in a box. In another box, yeah. They can't fit it on the page Correct. or else the United States would be tiny because Alaska is that big. So right. she, some of her friends thinks Alaska is an island in the south. Oh. <laughs> when we went over the U.S. of A, okay, we did Canada, a complete separate unit, and obviously they need to be put side by side. We need to understand them in reference to each other. And before you're like, Sabrina, you really think that it's an island down by Hawaii? No. I know that Alaska is cold. Everybody knows that Alaska is cold. I know that it was northern, okay? I know that this section of land is northern but did i know that it was connected by land no i did not know that before you <laughs> Oh How dumb God. could you be? No one ever. Here's here's a fun thing. And instead of just the map that you got, you know, in that one class, mm -hmm. check out a globe. It shows where all the land is. They she addresses that in there. We didn't have globes. We don't look at globes. Nobody liked the globes. globes. They didn't like the globes. It's called Google Earth. They don't like that. Either. I love that she's so upset at the education system yeah. for failing her, but puts zero blame on herself. Yeah, no, you're just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, social media sleuths were left baffled over an eerie Google Street View map image that appeared to depict a na nearly naked man, floppy-armed creature in Utah. Are you kidding me, Rick? The image showed the critter with elongated limbs seemingly sprinting across a field like an interstellar streaker near the Bears Ears Visitor Center in the town of Buff. 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 The cosmic uh, chubacabra left conspiracy theorist tinfoil hatters at full mast and otherwise freaked out over this whole thing. On TikTok. Uh, People on TikTok call it so scary and insane. It is kind of creepy looking. They say it must have come from an island called Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so Smoke kind of figured it out. 
What was your theory? I think, uh, you know, you know when you take like a panoramic photo mm-hmm. and you like start the photo and you move slowly to the side and you get you like do the it whole wrong. thing. Yeah, if you do it wrong or somebody's moving in the background, it stretches the image. Oh. So I think this guy saw the Google yeah. car coming, tried to peel all his clothes off and run outside as the Google car sped past him seeing that he was naked. And it, you got the blurred, wacky, waving, inflatable space naked guy. Yep, that's right. Naked guy. Okay. Naked guy. All right. I love using Google Street View, but you know what I like more? Seeing naked people. Now you can do both with new <laughs> Google Strip View. Yes, just type in your address and we'll find you the nearest naked person. That's our promise. Oh, nice. Let me just type in my address. Finding naked people now. Locating. Locating. There is a naked guy running down 3rd Street. <laughs> Hilarious. You'll love Google Strip View. Finding more naked people now. Locating. There is a nudist colony six miles from your current address. Address. Wow. Honey, what are you doing in there? Nothing, just Googling stuff. Google Strip View. Find naked people in your area today. The Sunny Update. Rick's Casey Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. What do you think is the best decade of radio? You've worked in radio for a long time. What was your favorite? 80s. Smoke sign. I didn't work in radio in the 80s. I started working yeah, in the 90s. Well, do you mean working in it or listening to it? Uh, any of it. 80s. Okay. Um, Early 80s. 80s got number one. Yeah, 80s yeah. Uh, had the best personalities. Best uh, Music was quite good. Um, you could still do fun stuff? There was a lot of fun stuff. We, I mean, being in radio in the 80s was like just going to work at a fraternity house. It was yeah. so much fun. They ruined it. These big corporations that bought these things ruined it. When I first started in radio, it was for a little mom and pop like company. That wasn't owned by corporate, which has its ups and downs. Like some part of it's awesome and some part of it's like, okay, I went as high as I can go and nothing's getting done. So then you're just screwed. But uh, I had a blast. I thought I won the lottery with my job. I was like, this is the coolest job ever. Why does everybody not want to do this? Yeah. 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 It was great. It was great. It was tremendous. The best decade for movies? What do you think it is? Um... Again, I mean, in my lifetime, I would say the 80s. 80s movies are so great. They're cheesy. Yep. They were funny. You could say stuff and people didn't get offended. You still had some good stuff in the early 90s, though. Yeah, 90s movies are good, too. That came in, uh, like, number three. Best television, everyone said 90s. That's when Friends and all that stuff started to come out. Oh, Frasier. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on the age of the person you're asking the question to, too. This was, let's see. I'm trying to see if it says. I it like just Lawrence says, Welk. Like, I like a lot of TV shows from 2000s, from the first 10 years of the 2000s. 2000s. What like that MTV stuff? What do no, you mean? Two and a Half Men. Uh, I liked uh, I like uh, Big really? Bang Theory. Um, oh, uh, Shit's Creek. Um, I mean, a lot of those offshoot shows too. Like, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, Everybody loves Raymond. Was always something. Mm. Um, now let me ask you about this. Uh, Smoke, you can chime in on this. Rick, you probably can. Best era for books? No, I can't. Ooh. I couldn't read. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, no, literally could not. I read a paragraph, fall asleep. It was a problem I had. It's it's like I can't drive long distances. The That's, 1940s got voted the number yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to say that Older way books. back in the day, yeah, there was some good, good stuff that came out like the 30s and 40s, but how well does that translate now? Best fashion. What was Ooh. the decade? Now, I'm not even going to try to say the 80s and the 90s because that was just awkward. Was, yeah. Everybody thought they looked like hot you know what, but as you look back at pictures and you go, hmm. I don't think there's real fashion right now, which I kind of like. I don't think there's anything, you know, like. Oh, you know, of like, course there is. Look like at the sweatpants sev- now. Well, I'm in Every style. sweatpants just tapers right down to the ankle because you want to be able to have pants that you could barely get your foot through. That's true. 
I remember back in the 70s, bell bottoms and flared jeans. Everybody had to have a pair. You know, Loved and that. And then the 80s, everybody had to look like the 80s. I mean, there's an, I don't the think. tight rolled jeans and the jelly the, shoes. Uh, Cavaricis. Um, I see Cavaricis. Uh, what were the pants? The with, shoulder the Stretchy pads. pants with all the thing, NFL like, things on them. Like the, NC, MC Hammer pants? Sort no, of. No, you mean the Spanx? No. Spanx. No, no. The, 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 like bu- the Bubba Dookie. What were they called? Bubba Dookies? The, 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 the sports pants. All the football players used to wear them, then everybody started wearing them. The sports pants, you know. On. We used they're to wear the, the big stretchy waistband, and they're. Come on, all the wrestlers wore them. I don't know what you're talking about. What? MC Hammer wore them, but he wore the dressy kind. That's what I said, the MC Hammer pants. Yeah, but they had a name. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, Somebody I, call. I like the rip-away pants that had the buttons down the side. Like ah, they were, that's were, were they starter? Yeah, you no, you wear them. Right them. You have I know. A pair. I stopped wearing it because the buttons by the ankle kept coming off. Better the ones by the ankle than the hip. Yeah. <laughs> that would happen too once in a while. Yeah. What about best food? Arrow with the best food. I'd say Food's now. always been the same. No? Yeah. yeah, now it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff now that's pretty good, but some stuff now is like... Well, because you've come a long way. you got air fryers now. you got things that you didn't air have back then. Air fryers are godsend. It's awesome. Well, you, when did those weird colored ketchups come out? You remember they did that? They're like, look, oh. it's green and purple. That's disgusting, but you'll eat it. <laughs> Kedline want to see if they have an answer to what I'm ask, asking about the pants. The so. name of the MC Hammer pants? They're not MC Hammer pants. That's what I call them. <sighs> Whatever. Let's see Bubble what they call them. Parachute pants? Parachute, parachute pants. pants. Yes, yes. Thank you, Phil. But they did have another name, though. They had a, and the official name was not parachute pants. Um, um, harem pants? No, not harem pants. I'm looking them up. Um, just forget it. They had a brand name. Or Flight something. pants? What? Flight pants? No, just type in 80s baggy. I did. This is what's coming up. Really? Yeah. I never heard of pictures of David Byrne from Talking Heads in that weird suit. No, there wasn't it. Okay. Oh, um, every suit looked like that with the big shoulder pads. Everybody's wearing shoulder oh, pads. Like I remember they were a my, suits had, my suits had shoulder pads. Guess what? Shoulder pads are coming back. I've really? seen no. inside things. I'm like, no, cut those out. What no, is going it's on? It's kind of nice because you fall asleep drunk at that age, you would be I, able to put cr- cradle your neck on What the- in the <laughs> world is going on with fashion in stores lately? It's like I went to sleep and woke up in 1991. I and that's love what's it. out there. It's crushed velvet. I think I saw my eighth grade dance dress there just hanging up on the rack. I was like, I well, wore that 20 years ago. Formal attire in the 90s didn't look very good. But I will say, big fan of girls in baggy cargo pants with the crop top. Huh. No? That's what I wore to clubs. Don't make fun. That's what I'm saying, dude. That <laughs> The first crop TLC. The cro- oh, the crop. Like a short. What are those ones that used to Girls who wear the low-rise pants that were really baggy. Yeah, that's no, what I wore. No, they wear like the short little shirts. The ones that used to crush your boobs and then it comes tube around. Tops. Yeah, the tube and top. Come, those are awful. You look, I love make tube you tops. You look terrible. Oh, I still have two tops. <laughs> it makes you look deformed because it would come it out depends. of your... It depends. It w- if you have really big boobs, they're hard to work. Yeah, if you yeah, have small it, boobs like me, they work. But it would give you the underarm fat would hang over a little well, bit. Well, that's if you, you have, have underarm fat. If you don't have underarm Everybody fat... Everybody has a little, no? No, you, you're just not getting a big enough rubber band. That's the problem. <laughs> Remember multiples where the skirt was your shirt and your shirt was a skirt and it all turned into a dress and then they turned into pants and you could also wear it as a headband? What? And they came in every color. At Limited. I think it was at the store Limited. They were called multiples, and you could wear them multiple ways. Now at Fashion Bug. <laughs> Never heard of that before in my life. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, no, they no, were no. great. Hey, somebody wrote in and said, are they called jams? Is that what no, you're thinking of? No, those are all, yeah, no, no. Maybe I don't, I'm imagining it. You are imagining I'm it. I'm looking at them right now. What are they called? Let's Crotch see. holsters. <laughs> Banana hammocks. What are you talking about? Here know. they are. I'm looking at them, but they don't give you a name. It dungarees. <sighs> Whatever. Just right move on. I'll scream it in the, out in the middle of a story unrelated to this. Okay. So there's a radio station in Philadelphia that is taken 
taking a stand against Taylor Swift. They have heard it. So about, have I. It's about time. They said uh, they have altered their playlist, their top 40 station, which means they play all the pop hits and stuff like that. It's uh, I don't know who they work for, but it's uh, a top 40 radio station in Philly. And I'm willing to bet it's because they're diehard Eagles fans. Zubas. Never heard of that before in my life. Zubas. Are you kidding me? Never heard of that. Zubas, number one fashion in the 80s. Uh, the Never name and the outfit Zuba pants take on a slang term Zuba, which meant in your face back in the 19, late 70s into the 80s. I okay. had Zubas. Autographed by Neil Sedaka. <laughs> Sorry. So, what radio station? Q102? Yeah. Um, how'd you know? Yeah, uh, because they're cheesy enough to do that. Yeah, so they're not <laughs> playing any Taylor Swift until the Monday night football game with the uh, Chiefs taking on the Eagles because they said the only Ugh. Kelsey and Swift that they care about are the ones that are on the actual football team. So they're not Ugh. playing. So And Taylor's probably in, I don't know if you know what this, if you're not in radio, you know what this means, but it's the high rotation, which means they play the songs a lot. Yeah. And so they have a lot of Taylor Swift songs that they play quite often, and they took them all out of the system until after the game because they want, they're boycotting. Boycotting Taylor Swift. Oh boy, that's their big idea. We're done. Don't you understand? We're done as a nation. <laughs> so yesterday, I was going to do this yesterday morning. Oh, what I forgot. Do you tell me. Okay. What? It, what are you doing? Uh, thousands of Starbucks employees walked off the job yesterday. <sighs> now, yesterday was their Red Cup Day, and I had been reading that people were going to walk out on Red Cup Day. Um, because the Starbucks Workers Union has organized more, I guess this was yesterday, 360 stores employing around 9,000 employees. And I guess they haven't reached an agreement with the company between the union and the company. So they were going to take their biggest day, Red Cup Day, and walk out. Hey, this guy's a commie! God, um, you know how much I love to play this, and you didn't give me any warning. Is this uh, well, you have it in front of you, and it's been in front of you for, for quite a few minutes, so I thought maybe <laughs> look you'd look down you at it. Me. Here, let me see if this is it. <laughs> okay, this is it. This is right before they unionized. Yeah, this. they didn't have it. Well, they still haven't reached a, a, no? an agreement. That's why people walked out yesterday. So this is a typical Starbucks employee. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't like to work, apparently. It's yeah. too triggering for him, and he is calling for a union. And on weekends, they schedule me the entire day open to close. I'm on the schedule for eight and a half hours. Three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule, and somebody had to call out. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. My favorite part is when he said he had to work a full eight hours and people just kept asking for coffee all day and there was only four of us. Imagine if you had to like dig a ditch or like swing a hammer. The fact that you had time to go to a back room to cry into a camera and make a video. I don't remember any of my part time jobs when I was younger. If I was I came from the world of you lean, you clean. So like, yeah. where, where are you going? What are you doing? Why are you sitting down? That's what. So I can't believe that they get away with that. I mean, but you know, they're being coddled. So that's what they're used to. You're the best. Sesame Street was my favorite cartoon when I was younger. Loved it. Uh, all of them. I think they're still on the air doing some new stuff, except now it's like, here's our homeless, broke, triggered puppet. And that's the one. <laughs> and the homeless, broke, triggered puppet. And you're like, oh, we should do that. We should Oscar's do that. Oscar's been that guy the whole time. Yeah. No, <laughs> wait, wait, write that down. Somebody was we- like, it's our first homeless muppet. And everyone's like, dude, Oscar's been living in a trash can for 87 years. Nobody ever cared about that. <laughs> yeah. We, and we, he's always triggered and angry. <laughs> we got to do that. Write that down. What is it? Homeless, broke, triggered muppet. Yeah. No, puppet. Yeah. We got to do that. We gotta have, we'll do a character. He'll be a guest on the show. So, uh, have you ever heard of Cameo? Do you know what Cameo is? 
No, where like sort of celebrities will say uh, they'll, they'll, they'll do like send you a video like happy birthday if there's a reality show star that you really like and you think the show's super You'll make funny a cameo yeah for and you can okay. someone can pay him and the guy will be like happy birthday Rick yeah. you're the coolest thing I love your and show it's not like a set price right it's like based on the celebrity so if you want it's you know, based on the celebrity Charlie Sheen you'd be like ah, Rick happy birthday yeah thanks for the five dollars correct you know <laughs> and I think they started like 20 um, you know there's a lot of people that have them but now you can do Sesame Street characters like Elmo and Cookie Monster but it's only for children but I think they could do really well if they had you're like, now bald. to do oh. more entertaining cameos from people like Elmo Elmo is now on Cameo. He can deliver a message to your child, but did you know he can also deliver messages to adults? Uh, you wanted to see me, boss? Yes, I've got something to tell you, Dennis, but I think you should hear it from Elmo. Elmo says we're downsizing and you need to clean out your desk. Let Elmo be the bearer of bad news, like ending a relationship. This has been fun, but it's time to start seeing other people. He can even help doctors give a medical prognosis. You have four months to live. So find Elmo on Cameo. He'll deliver messages that you don't want to. You done too much weight since college. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. What you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for it? What? Stupid news with Rick. Jill and Smokestack. Oh, this is Rich. OJ. We all know OJ. Yes. The killer of Nicole and Ron. Mm-hmm. Or was it Ron? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the Hall of Famer, an acquitted non-murderer, <laughs> uh, has an, uh, appeared on a podcast called It Is What It Is with Cameron and Mace. Remember Mace with Puffy? Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, just still around, yeah. Oh, are they friends? Cameron? We didn't do the puffy like, thing. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like everybody's getting accused of sexual assault these days. It's like, oh, no, Puffy's getting excused. Wait, you know? Puff Daddy? Puff yeah, Daddy's been Diddy. Ex- or just was- Diddy. Or Sean Diddy Combs. Diddy didn't do it. <laughs> He's been accused of some bad stuff. Anyway, back to the story. Cameron and Mace uh, were talking about it with OJ. How about OJ liking girls with granddaddy issues? Well, he just likes them young, and they have, he's old enough to be their grandfather for show. Sure. Yeah, but these girls throw themselves at him. What is I going on? He's got a walker now. No idea. So they throw... One girl, one girl he hung around with was 19. He hung around with her, and you know what I mean by hang around, three days. Granddaddy yeah. hung around. He says she had granddaddy issues, but the problem is she had to go home on Monday to go to school. I gotta go. Oh my God! Nobody's gonna get hurt. I'm the only one that deserves. No, you don't deserve I'm that. Get hurt. You do not deserve to get hurt. You do uh, not deserve to get hurt. There's an admission of guilt right there. It's amazing. But anyway. Oh God. That's old news. Like the defining moment in this trial, the day Mr. Darden asked Mr. Simpson to try on those gloves, and the gloves didn't fit. Remember these words: If it doesn't, doesn't fit, fit, you must you have quit. quit. Whatever. You're gonna be shocked at this one, all you water drinkers. I'm trying to become a water drinker. As they say, I'm dehydrated. So you, come. you don't drink water? I'm pressing my skin all the time, going to see how much it bounces back. Just You can tell by the color of your pee. If your pee's really yellow, you're dehydrated. If it's clear, you're hydrated. Well, Rick's is purple. What does Mine that mean? Mine is never clear. Oh, that's not oh, good. Oh, yeah. What are you doing, man? You got to drink a lot of water to get clear, man. You're talking gallons a day. No, not gallons. No. I mean, if you drank, uh, it's supposed to be ounces. How many uh, ounces? Half your body weight in ounces. What? Yeah, so if you weigh 200 pounds, you should drink 100 ounces of water. 500 ounces. 100 (laughs) ounces of water? Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Six. (laughs) That's crazy. Who's going to drink 100 ounces? Anyway, uh, I love this story because it's good for me. Oh. 
Another reason I'm excused for being unhealthy. Way That's right. A new study said no. Drinking water is unhealthy. Dr. Ellie Phillips, a world-renowned dentist uh, on a new study at the University of Austin, says that, uh, and he has 219,000 followers. Oh, well, oh, thank that. God. His social media people are liking that's, him. Like, then that must mean he is credible. Yeah, yeah, he says, qualifying. sipping water all day throughout the day can damage your pearly whites. This is why sipping on water all throughout the day is not good for your teeth. And this applies to all liquids. The spit or saliva that comes from your mouth is the mouth's most healing and tooth-protecting liquid. So drink spit? It can help heal your teeth because it's full of all the minerals that your teeth need. Mm -hmm. And you're washing them away every few minutes by drinking water. It also helps with immune cells. And it's necessary for gum healing on a daily basis. So do you have amazing teeth because you don't drink water? No, because I drink (laughs) coffee. Great. Okay. See, I have amazing teeth, and I drink the water. Yeah, but you don't sip it all day. You know, there's people that drink water. Con- well, Jill has to do it. I mean, how do you get 100,000 gallons of water in you? <laughs> Isn't that a min- minimum? Something like that? Well, I don't weigh 200 pounds, so it's less than that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Rage room owners. I got a guy who lives near me, has a rage room. In his house? No, no, no. He has a business. Oh, okay. And he, and he has the trucks, and they do rage rooms, and other people, they have this thing they drive around. Just go in and break a bunch of stuff. It, that's it. I mean, I like to do it, but I have never done it. I also want to throw the axis and never done that. Honestly, that seems like a really simple and easy business model. You go collect junk off the side of the road mm-hmm. that you know people are trying to get rid of, so it's free material. A couple of sledgehammers, a yeah, couple of goggles, you're in business. And sledgehammers, get a good lawyer to draft your waiver. Let it go. Well, this is uh, this is speaking my language here. Range, here's what's going on: a growing number of range room customers are engaging in sexual acts within the confines of their facilities. You see, the range makes them hot. Really? <laughs> Wait, what? Range rooms are spaces where guests can spend time in a private room, smashing various items such as plates, televisions, radios, tables, Your and more. Wife. With blunt objects, according to the reporting USA Today, customers' office come for bachelorette parties or date nights and wear protective gear as they slam crowbars, baseball bats, and sledgehammers down on fragile objects. Rage rooms, which boomed following COVID-19, offer visitors a safe space to release their pent-up anger. But now, customers are using the venue for another type of car. Uh huh. Uh, 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 every once in a while, people do get a little handsy. It seems like the raging makes them horny. <sighs> Wait, it's so what? weird. So I think people tend to go there as a primal place in all aspects of life. Oh, oh I'm ready to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, it's a primal thing. Try it. Try it. Yeah. Now you're in the mood. Wow. Want to make twenty five hundred dollars quick? 2500 uh, Yeah, what do I got to do? Well, North Carolina Pest Control Company will pay you $2,500 so they can release cockroaches in your house. Oh, God. Hard pass. Yeah. No. You're going to have to pay me a lot more money than that. Uh-huh. Raleigh-based, the pest informer, it's called, said, as technology advances, is always looking for newest and greatest ways to get rid of cockroaches. That is why they said they are conducting a study to test the effectiveness of new pest control techniques using American cockroaches. Mm-mm. And as part of the study, they're offering $2,500 to homeowners to release 100, no thank you, cockroaches into your home. Um, no, thanks. No, you'd have to pay me enough money to buy another house because I won't be staying in that. No, one. yeah, I wouldn't. There's no way. Yeah, the EPA is talking to them. They're worried about the environmental impacts of the cockroaches in somebody's How about No, yeah. Scott. Okay. It's not enough money. A retired physics professor in the Midwest is planning to have his DNA launched into the southern pole of the moon when he dies, so it may be used for cloning one day. And he's not alone. Ken Ohm, 86 of Bizarre. 
Bizarre Kansas, uh, told the New York Times <laughs> last week. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah, spelt bizarre uh, last week, and the possibilities for his bizarre wishes are endless. So he wants to have his ashes launched into, into space. So, Is it- so somebody can clone them? Yeah, he wants an alien to come and go, what's this? Let's take it back to our garage. Bob, see what we right. got here. Okay. Why, uh, why would you want them to do that? That seems like a bad idea. And who's to say they already haven't grabbed a few people and are, are doing them? Maybe he's already an alien clone and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Might be. I mean, they dropped him off in Bizarre, Kansas. That's a weird place. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a It's mo- a bizarre place. Yeah. All right. Well. Are you looking for an eternal resting place that's out of this world? Then why not choose the moon as your final destination? A lunar plot at Crater Acres. I wanted to be buried as far away as possible for my second husband. That's why I chose Crater Acres. It cost a bundle, and yet it still won't be far enough to get away from that space oddity. Thanks, Crater Acres. At Crater Acres, your loved one doesn't have to be a rich lunatic to be laid to rest. We can send you or any part of you right down to a DNA sample for an affordable price right to a restful grave in total silence on the surface of the Earth's nearest neighbor, the moon. We took advantage of the full moon special. That's 25% off the next launch window and your plot is guaranteed to be on the dark side of the moon. We sent both sets of parents. Thanks, Crater Acres. We say there's plenty of room on the moon at Crater Acres. Book a plot before space time runs out. Call NASA today. It's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. Top five, top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. And now, live from our burlap-covered wall studio <laughs> in Maitland, Florida, it's time for the Top Five of the Week. Starring Rick Stacy. Thank you very much. Jill Bucko. Hi, thank you for having me. And Smokestack. What's up, dude? As Sabrina the Witch. All right, here we go. So it's uh, the top five, the topic today, Jill. Songs you love to clean to. You said your wife has a whole playlist she puts on when she goes to clean the house. She does. So sometimes you need a little extra to get you through the cleaning. So everyone's will probably be different, but just songs you love to clean to. And we're five doing the big ones to number one. And we're as doing the, the countdown rolls on. It doesn't have to be songs about cleaning. It's just songs that you like to clean to. And this is all because Gavin Newsom, just after six years of homeless tents and poop on the floor and everything, cleaned up San Francisco for our best friend, Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. And he did it to the Chinese national anthem. Yeah, it was great. So you can pick one out. And the number is 407-919-1059. We have our playlist. You get yours together. Here's Jill's number five song on the countdown. Hit it. What you- Nice. I'm cleaning. This is also my getting ready song, too. You can't not be in a good mood and listen to the song. It's got to be stuff that motivates you. Get little cat balls out of the... through the house with a broom right? to this song then you're doing something wrong wearing your apron <laughs> yeah 
right, that's Jill's number five song. Here is Smoke's number five song. Oh, yeah, pick up the pieces. Get it? Yeah, pieces it. of ah. dog crap, cat crap, <laughs> broken glass, and meatballs under the counter. Oh, that's a good one. I love the words to this one. All right, Jill, name the band. I don't know. Um, Some funk band? Yes, but they're, they're kind of average. Yeah, and they're all white. Oh, the average white band. <laughs> Is it the average white man band or the average white band? <laughs> I feel like average white man band would be funnier. Oh, it's the average white band and the W's a butt on the cover. Oh, yeah. I've seen that album cover, yeah. It's a woman's butt. No, I thought it would be a dog's butt. I love the average white man band. See, in about seven more minutes, they'll say, pick up the pizza. Yeah, that's about it. What's the song about? How do you sing along to this? Or do you um, just dance? Is that why you know, girls... just meant to keep you moving. Is do that you why pl- gr- girls don't like instrumentals? Do you pretend like you're playing the trumpet on the broom or the Swiffer? Right. No, I just, it keeps me from sitting down. I gotcha. Yeah, and that's it. And here's my number five song. There you go. Nice. Cat pee over there. Cat pee over here. Cat pee, cat pee, cat pee. Ha, 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 ha. My number five, and let's go to your number five, 407 Now, what do we got, Smoke? Heidi's on line one. Heidi, what is your cleaning song that you love to you hear while you're cleaning? 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. <laughs> Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost on misconstrued, but I'll repeat myself. Did you leave somebody because they don't clean right? Nah. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. 50 ways to leave your lover Through the trash, Jack Just slip out the back, Jack Make a new Take a dustpan, Stan You don't need to be coy, Roy Just clean it to be shiny Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just hop off the key And get yourself free Ooh, slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, Stan You don't need to be coy, Roy You just listen to me on the bus, cause you don't need to much. Just drop off the key and get yourself free. Well, we've enjoyed the yes. music and Choice. stylings of you and your request. Okay. I love it. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. All right. Nice. Wow. All right. <laughs> Paul Simon's had so many looks over the years. I know. All right, here we go. This is uh, Jill's number four song. Songs about that you like to clean to. Hit it. 
Start spreading the news. Start sweeping the floor. <laughs> I'm leaving today. I'm using fantastic. I want to be it's fabuloso. part oh. of it. <laughs> fabuloso. These dirty damn shoes <laughs> oh, left him at the door. Right through the very heart of it, New York. I picture you doing pirouettes around the house with, totally your, with your dust. 100%. Duster. When it smells nice and clean. And I'm totally singing into the Swiffer. And there might be some kicks in there. My baseboards are clean. I've got a dust rag. Are melting away. And you plop down on the couch at the end with your arms spinning. Ah! You do, don't you? No, I don't like to get on the couch if I'm sweaty from cleaning. I gotta shower first and then I can sit on the couch. If I can clean most of it today. All right. All right, here we go. That's Jill's number four song. We move on to Smokestack, who's a big cleaner, I understand. His number four song. This is still my number five song. Oh. I was like, wait, it sounds just like your number five song. (laughs) It's so nice, I had to clean it twice. It's the remix. All right, here it is. The number four song from the Smokestack list. Hang the sign up on the door. Say, don't disturb this group. Don't disturb this group. Wow. I can't be bothered, otherwise I get distracted. Who's the hang with these guys in Atlanta? Who is it? The system. This is right up your alley, some 90s. Early 90s. I don't know who they are. And it sounds better when you're looking at something shiny and sparkly. Yeah. It also works for a clean car. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, that's Smoke's number four song. And here is my number four song that I like to listen while cleaning. Hell, yeah. Nice. Keyboard that hung over my shoulder. <laughs> All right, let's go to our listeners and see what they come up with. 
Hopefully it's uh, not yeah. Paul Simon. Uh, no, but we've got Jack on line two, and he has a very interesting choice. All right, Jack, you like to listen to this while cleaning. What is it? It's going to be Rocky Four training montage. Hell yeah. I see it. I what feel it. The training montage from oh, Rocky Four. Is this when he's punching the meat? It's motivational. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, you see Ivan Drago. Is that the one where he's fighting the Russian or yeah. no? I must break you. <laughs> and you see the Russian doing all the high-tech stuff, and Rocky's over there lifting logs and climbing snow mountains. Yeah, do the old-fashioned way, yeah. Wow, I didn't even think of this. This is good. Right? I could use this to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It, I mean, honestly, I could picture it. <laughs> right? Because it is. I mean, it's, it's you're sweating, you're tired, you want to give up, but you got to keep going. It's almost done. I just got to finish the tub. Hey, man, thanks a lot. We're all motivated here. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. All right. Let's go back to the beginning here. And we are on Jill's list again. And Jill, this is your number, number three. Number three song. Okay. Wow. This is, I enter in, when I'm entering into a new room to clean it. I have to do an entrance. You do? <laughs> it's all about the reveal. I've done the bathroom and the bedroom. Now I'm coming into the living room and I slide in. What are you doing right now? What? What are you doing right now in the song? You swift. To Swift. the beat. This is Swiffer. If you got a stain, you swift to the beat and you push a little harder. And then you go around. Or if you're wiping a counter, you go in circles like the Mr. Miyagi. Oh, that's good. All right. It, it's good with dusting, too, because you move the duster really fast. Yeah, I, my mom's dancing to this right now, I can tell. Just the chick, or was it chick and bald guy? Here's Smoke's number three song on the countdown today. Clean, clean. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would pick this. So fresh, so clean, clean. Did you record it from the other room? What's going on? No, it's not bad. Yeah, that's fine. Clean. Patty Melton, Monte Carlo, knows the clean versions of songs always sound worse than the original. I know. Why do you have the volume so low? I feel like I I'm. Don't. Did I just go deaf for a second? Yeah, because it's fine. Oh, it happened. Clean, clean. I say this when I get out of the shower. All right, we move on to my number three song, songs that you enjoy to listen to while cleaning. Making it easy for the 
Waking up Walmart. What's it? Betty, what's her, what's her name? Is it? Betty Wright. Oh, okay. Hey. Doesn't sound anything like Betty White. Moving on to our listenerage. Brian is online too. Brian, you like cleaning? Yeah, oh yeah. All right. Well, what do you got? What song do you listen to while you clean? I bought some um, t- Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Damn. I had that one too. Me I think too. we all did. We all had it. That was my number one song. Was it? Yeah. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> that's a really good, really good pick. Yeah, that's a good one. It's hey, gotta get you. You have to pick songs you can't sit to. Yeah, exactly. What a great song. Don't believe me, just right. He would have been Michael Jackson if it wasn't for Michael Jackson. Don't believe me, just right. 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 Hey, hey, hey. All right, man. Thank you so much for your call. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Brian. You go out there and clean your garage now. All right. I already got half of the studio done just listening to that. I know. All right, we go to Jill's number two song on the cleaning playlist. Really? Oh, that's right. You're Italian. (laughs) Yeah, it comes with a handbook. (laughs) Gotta play a little Frankie Valley here. You know who loves this song? My son. Really? Yep. This song's playing, he'll come out of his room. There you go. Very good. I love that. Nice. All right. We go on to Smoke's. Uh, what song are we up to on your list? Uh, His two. Number yeah. two. Yeah, but go past that. Go past that. Go, 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 go to the next one because uh, Steve's uh-huh. got that. In all right, all right, all right. Okay. Here we go. Number two on Smoke's list is this. Uh, when it's all right oh, great song. Because <laughs> you bounced to this. Right back to where we started from. Love is 
That's when your house is too big and you got to clean right back where you started from. Yeah, exactly. Or it started clean and you need to get it back to that state. Now my number two song. You might not ever get rich. Good one. But let me tell you, it's better than digging in a ditch. There ain't no telling who you might be. A movie star, a baby, even a Indian chief. Gotta clean your car, too, you know. Honey, darling love of my life. Come on and sing it with me, Come some of the work gets kind of hard This ain't no place to be if you plan on being a star Let me tell you it's always cool And the boss don't mind sometimes if you're at the booth At the car wash Oh yeah, we're pumping them out Songs you like to clean to. We go back to the phones now. Steven's online for. Steve, what is your cleaning song? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, I'm um, actually having a yard sale today, so it's kind of a little cleaning. Perfect. But, um, the only thing I, I can think of is from the movie Mrs. Doubtfire when yep. she's vacuuming the floor. Uh, dude looks like a lady, Aerosmith. Yeah. That's right. We're on the yeah. same page with that one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Song. Thanks Good for the choice. call, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Happy Friday, guys. Thank All you. right, you two have a Friday. All right, we keep going with uh, Smoke's number one. So now, actually, oh, Jill's no, no, no. number Jill's one. Number so one yeah. Jill's number one for cleaning around her luscious apartment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> MC Rob Bass and DJ Easy Buff. Rock. Rock. Easy Buff. <laughs> Cleaning in Baldwin Park must be a little different. Get all that gold dust off the counters and stuff. You're so stupid. <laughs> I want to clean right now. I'm not internationally known. I got a scrubber in the scrubbing zone. I get stupid. I mean outrageous. Stay away from me. So funny because I really will put this on. It's so motivating though. Don't you think, Smoke? Would oh, yeah. you clean to this? Oh yeah, all day. Tell me like the way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why I'm in I don't know, so let's go, cause I used to roller skate to this song. I'm surprised. <laughs> Look at the surprise on my face. All right, here's Smoke's number one cleaning song. It is going to start right about now. Boom. Bam. Pow. Zing? 
Okay. Scrubbing, because I don't want to scrub. <laughs> you don't want no scrub. I see. All okay. right. We'll accept it. You know, next time we do a list, I'm going to give you the BPM requirements so oh, it all matches. Okay. Yeah. They all have to be fast. Well, we'll give it a range. Yeah. This is at least 100. 100 times that she says, I don't want no scrub. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> what it is. All right. Let's go to my top uh, number one number song one. for cleaning my garage, which is all I got left in my house to myself. Nice. Okay. Good day when you guys pick more funk than I do. <laughs> Need a flashlight to get those baseboards, the dust from the cat. And it's yes. just like cleaning, where funk is both the problem and the solution. Listener, are we in there? Uh, I got one on the line here. All right. The ironic part is when you go on the mothership with George Clinton, it's actually filthy. Uh, is it? <laughs> Kevin's on line three. All right, Kevin, line three. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, what do you got for us? What song do you like to clean to, sir? I'm too sexy. Okay. You swing your little tushy with a vacuum cleaner? Oh, I got my little dust thing on and shaking it while I'm doing the dishes. You know, you got the groove on. There you go. <laughs> it's a good choice. It is. That you're walking up and you're walking back in the carpet, you know, just going to town. You got your wife sitting there staring at you. I should have married a real man. I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan, New York, and Japan. All right, man. Have a good weekend. You too, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Kevin. Sexy cleaning mold in my This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 